This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You guys know what that means? It's playoff time, baby. It's yeah. playoff time. <laughs> you come up with the weirdest intros yeah. every single week. I was I was really looking forward to that one, and you really, and you came through. You came yeah, through. that was completely. It's an honor of the new movie. It was either that or like an Avengers theme, or you know, whatever's whatever's current. Right. Playoff time's here. That's it all is we here. know. Okay, I fixed my mic. My mic is now in my mouth, so <laughs> we should be good to go. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, first things of, first. First things first. What's Derek first? Henry? I mean, listen, like, if you start Derrick Henry yesterday, you started him out of desperation, like serious desperation, not like, you know, like maybe I'll start Derrick Henry today. No, you were like, I have nobody else. So I'm going to start him. I don't think there's anything more defeating than going into playoffs, maybe week one and playing somebody that just drafted poorly and had to start Derrick Henry yeah. and you just already lost your week. I feel like everybody who started Derrick Henry took a shot. Like, while they set him in their lineup. And then everybody else was like, yes, they're playing Derrick Henry this week. I'm it's like, good. I got Leonard Fournette playing this week. This I'm guy has good. Derrick Henry. There's no fucking way he's going to be. I'm good. Like, you get a beer, you're like, all ready yeah. to watch that game. And you're just like, Fournette's going to kill it. Yeah. And then you have Derrick Henry scoring, like, 80 points on your ass. Well, um, but, yeah, no, it was it was, it was was weird. If you didn't play Henry, like, it's not your fault. Um, I would have definitely took a shot or two. Like, if I was thinking about it and I didn't play him but there's nothing you can do about that um but yeah no I mean it was amazing I mean it was a crazy good game for him though like 99 yard touchdown 50 yard touchdown you know I think he would, broke off like a 15 yard and they, if they did if they let him loose at the end he would have had five right and he apparently like came out of the game on purpose so he can get Deion Lewis some goal line carries because he wanted his boy to get him touchdown uh but he failed miserably didn't get the touchdown. Yeah, no, I, I don't like what I've been seeing out of Dion Lewis the last few weeks. He's right. been missing open holes. He's right. been running into the tackles. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Next week. Against the Giants. Against the Giants. Are you starting Derrick Henry? Is he a low-end RB2 for you? All right, so I'll, I'll say mine and then we'll go, ahead. go around. Yes. No, oh, by the way, like, I didn't even say this like before. Like We're doing our first three-way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't even address. We're trying to experiment. First three-way this week. Uh, Kira and Joey here yes. on the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. But just want to point that out before we continue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway. Giants. So, I think with someone like Henry, um, whether it's in Tennessee or it's in New York, 
it's going to be, or New Jersey, because they don't actually fucking play in New York. But it's going to be a colder game. And this is when, I mean, you, you saw the guys trying to tackle Henry. You saw him run. It looked like the Beast Quake from uh, Marshawn Lynch against the Saints. Almost. That fit. Almost. Almost. Not as good. All right. But my point being that as the weather gets colder, it's harder to tackle a 6'3", 240-whatever, how much he weighs, pound man, running full speed at you. Not that it was easy before, but you have a game against the Giants who, uh, before last game, they have allowed a 100-yard rusher in Matt Breida and Peyton Barber. If those two can do it, as long as they give Henry 10, 15 carries, I'm confident that he can at least get a goal-line touchdown or break off with long enough run to where he you get your values worth. Um, he's definitely a risky play, right? I mean, there's not really anything riskier than starting Derrick Henry in the fantasy playoffs. Week 15, too. This is like... Week 15. I'm, I'm going like, to ride him to my championship. Yes, type of thing. but if you're in a difficult running back situation, you, first of all, may not have an option, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just... I have him in one of my leagues. I'm going to start him next week. I'll oh my let you God. guys know how it goes. Well, yes. you know what? Here's the thing, though. Like, I picked up Derrick Henry yesterday because I was like, you know what? If Deion Lewis gets hurt, you know, I'll have him next week. He'll have all the all the touches to himself. That, if I you have an empty bench spot, that's what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah, and, like, right. if that didn't work out, if if Lewis left the game unscathed, mm-hmm. I would drop him and pick up somebody at 1 o'clock. If that didn't happen, then I'll pick up someone from 4 o'clock. Just because I desperately need a running back. Like, I have David Johnson, Gus Edwards... And pretty much that's it, right? So who knows what's going to happen with Gus Edwards. Yeah, I, I, so I, I went in back. with David Johnson, James Conner, and Melvin Gordon. All right? right. So it could be worse. Yeah. Okay. Imagine Derrick Henry bringing Are a dark horse. Are you seriously telling me that, like... <laughs> for, week J- for week 14. For week 14. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. Nine yeah. points a game, David Johnson. No, imagine Dor- uh, Derrick Henry being your dark horse to ride you into the, like, fantasy playoffs. That would be amazing. You know what I mean? Does nothing all season long. This is... Definitely an outlier game for him, um, but the Giants is a really good matchup. It almost is hard to ignore the fact that he did go into straight beast mode yesterday, 238 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I've seen him range from 47 points to like almost 60 points in like a PPR, depending if you get those bonus points right. for uh, the, the long, rush, yeah, yeah, the rushing yards. 200. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends on your, your options that you do have, if you're going to start Henry or not. I wouldn't pull off a stud off my bent or off my lineup yeah, to yeah. plug him in. But I mean, it's it's almost tempting. You know what's interesting about every year is there's always I've been trying to figure out who's going to be that player this year. Who's going to be that playoff just comes out of nowhere and impossible. wins you the championship? And but it happens every year. I mean, it does. Two years ago, uh, it was Adam Thielen and Charles Clay. Believe yeah. it or not, Charles Clay. Who was it last year? Um, I know Keenan Allen got really hot. Keenan Allen was really hot. And did you notice, how many targets did Keenan Allen have? Like 17? Something. Yeah, after the bye, Keenan Allen's been averaging, I think, like over 20 points a game. I bought him low in like so many leagues. Yeah. And then I stopped playing. So, because we, and it's funny because we've never, before last season, we've never seen second half Keenan Allen. Because no. it just didn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. It was an ACL or I think he had like Last a kidney laceration kidney. or whatever it was. So we've never seen late yeah. season Keenan Allen. And we're if you have him now, you're in a good spot. You're chilling. It's easy matchups ahead. Yeah, that's right. So a little bit of news. So Duke Johnson, um, Grandma Duke. Grandma Duke. Grandma Dukey Grandma passed away. RIP to Grandma Dukey. Um, 
he might miss this game on Sunday, uh, but he's back at practice today. So there were a couple of conflicting reports, like who knows what's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Nick Chubb will get a huge boost if Duke Johnson was not going to go. So Nick Chubb was playing around 50 to 60% of snaps uh, over the past few weeks. So if Duke Johnson were to miss, he'll be a three-down back. Uh, he's capable, and he'll play close to probably 80% of snaps. He's basically Randy Moss. All right, so let's get into the matchups a little bit. Actually, do we go over all the news? Is there any other news that we should uh, uh, Duke Johnson, there's a whole bunch of running backs who are out this week, like Carrie Matt Breda. Johnson, uh, Matt Johnson likely not going to play. But people already know that. James Connors not going to play. Um, Emmanuel Sanders no, tore his Achilles in yeah, practice. People know that. Just stuff, that, stuff going into this week. Like, you know, like news that people might want to know about there's no no really running backs who we're like we're really focusing on whether like they're going to practice or not i know ty hilton and eric yes. ebron didn't yes. practice last two days but they're back at practice yeah, now Hilton's so they'll play. play ebron's practicing too yeah he's back too okay. deshaun jackson he's out officially so huge bump to chris godwin sammy watkins was originally going to play but now it looks like he's not gonna be able to go which is part of the reason why they signed kellen benjamin are you interested in benjamin ready one two three nope. no <laughs> all right move on hard no Hard no. I, I I like how we just did that 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 news thing. That was not scripted, but that was really good. <laughs> that was no. That was they came up. That was good. not bad at all. Uh, I might think about doing this do this next week too. Maybe. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris Carson limited uh, with that finger injury. Uh, I think he should be fine. Did it specify which finger? Um, this one. <laughs> oh. Doug <laughs> uh, Baldwin. That one's gotta hurt. Uh, Doug Baldwin has a hip injury. It's a new injury. Uh, so if he doesn't go, Tal Lockett uh, probably gets a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah, probably play more snaps. He'll probably slot. get two catches for fifty yards and a touchdown rather yeah. than one catch for fifty. Versus yards Xavier, yeah, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. But speaking of the middle finger, did anybody see Taylor Lewan when he was on the ground hurt and the sky cam went over? He just gave the finger. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I yes, didn't he see did. that. That's amazing, though. He's a fucked up player, but I, I for I some reason, him. like I like the dude. Him and I want to see him and Quentin Nelson on the same team. Have you seen Nelson, how he, like, yells when he's like, like, ah, when he's trying to block? It's so funny. (laughs) But him, they need to be on the same team. Oh, man. I love the shit soccers. They're they're the most intriguing to watch. This shows passion. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe Mixon, he's back at practice. Yes. So he should be good to go for this week. And I think that's about it. I don't think there's anything else that we need to talk about. Um, So let's get into the game. Baltimore, Kansas City. Uh, You're obviously starting Patrick Mahomes. Well, let's talk about that for a second. But outside of him, you're obviously starting uh, Tyreek Hill. You're starting Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, now, Patrick Mahomes, at home against Baltimore. Are you potentially looking for another option, or are you just blindly going in with Mahomes? If your other option is someone like Aaron Rodgers, sure. But if your other option option is not someone like Aaron Rodgers, then no. Because they're going to find a way to score, whether it's through Travis Kelsey um. Oh, Denzel Ward is out for Week 14 against the Panthers. That's good. That's so good enough. Yeah. Something. That's a that's but, a big um, upgrade for DJ Moore right there. Yeah, and but what I was gonna say is that they're gonna find a way to get the ball down the field, and I think it's gonna be Terry Kill. I think this is a oddly enough saying this to a defense that allowed Julio Jones. I think it was like one or two catches for like. I don't even know how many. It was nothing. Julio Jones did nothing last week. I actually agree with you. I do think this is going to be a Tyreek Hill game. But oddly enough, that's the kind of coverage Tyreek Hill feeds on. 
right? I mean, he tore up Jalen Ramsey. He tore up Patrick Peterson. Like, this is a good... Oddly enough, this is a good matchup for Tyreek Hill. Julio Jones is just a little bit easier to scheme up against because he yeah. stays on the outside. He doesn't move around and You know as that's much. how the offense moves exactly. down the field. And especially when you have such good personnel on defense, you can do something like double cover him and still get the rest of the field, especially when you have such a stout run defense. And I'll talk about Spencer Ware when we're ready for that. You can talk about Spencer Ware whenever you want. You know, I'm going to do it right. People definitely want to know what's up with Spencer Ware this week because last week they expected him to do really good in that Oakland matchup. Now he's getting an even harder matchup. Are you going to play him? You were excited to pick him up last week if you got him off the waiver. Well, um, last week some of the points I made was they really did not have any time to game plan at all. It was Friday when Kareem Hunt was sent home. The game was on Sunday. That Saturday, I believe, was it a away game that the Chiefs had? Yes, it was in Oakland. So they they had to fly. They didn't really have any time between the game plan, probably just before the game. So probably a good reason why Spencer Weir wasn't as fun involved as we'd like to see. But um, he's he, going... He was, when... he was honestly as involved as Kareem Hunt was. Um, he didn't get the targets, but he ran about the same yeah. number of routes. Yeah, I saw he ran, I think it was like 23 routes. Yep. Which is right on par with what Andy Reid likes to do. But another thing, another thing about Spencer Ware is you see a matchup against Baltimore, right? Not a good matchup on the ground. You do not want to start Spencer Ware if you're in a standard league. This is just not an appealing matchup. You can hope for that goal line touchdown because I believe he is the goal line back. They're not going to throw Damian Williams on a third and one. It could be Anthony Sherman with our luck or Don Terry Poe if they still had him from last year. But my point being that if you're in PPR, you want to look for him to be involved in the passing game. That's right. And don't know if that's really going to happen. Travis Kelsey last week, 13 targets. Yep. And you're thinking, oh, maybe it's just like a weird week. Maybe it's just a total Travis Kelsey week. The week before, 15 targets. Right. And and this week, too, like the Ravens are stout against wide receivers. They're stout against mm-hmm. the run. Yeah. Their um, weakness just, is the tight end a little bit. Exactly. And they're just bit. not as good against the tight end. So we could see another Travis Kelsey yeah. game this week. Yeah, they're and giving up. And then you West coming in. Right, who, who's a great pass catcher? Yeah. Um, and you, you, who? I mean, he's not great, but he's that's his forte, right? He's there, and then you know, Damian Williams is also um, now, a pass catcher too. Now, on on the topic of West, uh, one point I made in my post was that I think I don't think West is really going to be much of a factor, just because clearly they had Williams and they had West, and they chose to keep Williams for a reason, right? Uh, they had brought in C.J. Anderson and Charkendrick West for workout. And my feeling is that if they were looking for a starter, if they're looking for someone to take workload, it would have been Anderson who they added. Hundred percent. This was definitely uh, a depth. <laughs> this signing. was a depth who guy who knows the system. Exactly. This was but just an easy. I grade. do think that he can take some passing reps away from Damian Williams, mm-hmm. and maybe he'll take a rep or two away from Spencer Ware. But I think Spencer Ware is their guy mm-hmm. on most downs. But Ware has a less likelihood of getting those like. That seventy percent snap rate that you want to see. Yeah, it's Ware is not going to be on the same level as Green Hunt, especially in the passing game. Right. Um, but we have seen Ware have success in the past when he was healthy. I would have assumed. See, Spencer Ware was Green Hunt's third down back. Yeah. And you would have hoped that he would just assume that early down role and stay as a third down back, but that's not happening. Damian Williams has assumed Spencer Spencer Ware's old role. But the way this offense works, this could totally change this week. Right, this could be Spencer Ware's always on the field, or this could be that um, 
they want to pass the ball and then just keep wear off the field. So just I, I think we need another game of sample sizes. Yes. With another whole week of practice, another whole week of game playing. Right. Maybe this allows someone like Damian Williams to get into the game plan, or maybe it just allows for Spencer Ware to stay in there and passing downs. So, because um, I feel like their their uh, pass protection guy was Kareem Hunt, right? He was the guy who stood in the pocket and blocked. So now they might have to teach Spencer Ware. No, Spencer Ware is a pretty good pass blocker. Yeah, but so I mean, and he was on third and longs. Mm-hmm. He would be the guy in, whether it was the pass block or runner route. Um, he was. They took Kareem Hunt off the field for those type of plays. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. The the. All right, so you know what's interesting? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You know what's interesting? I was holding my mic, my new mic. I got a new mic because Kira's here. So I had a new mic, and I got, I'm got. i using the new mic, the, the new what I thought was shitty mic, and I was using it backwards the entire time. So yeah. I apologize for you not hearing me. So I am here. Yeah. I am we here on this podcast. It wasn't, it wasn't well. just Kira and Joey. Uh, for it was just like long minutes. spaces in between us talking. Pretty much. Like, pretty much. Um, uh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say about Spencer Ware yes. is that, you know, I can't even take when you have a running back against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. You can't. I can't even take too much out of that game either for next week. Because yeah, that's what I was thinking. The game too. plan changes, you know. And Spencer Ware might be off the field because of the matchup, you know. And Spencer Ware might not have gotten a certain number of carries because of the matchup. I feel like this type of matchup warrants a different type of play calling, and you know we can even see like no more than ten carries from Spencer Ware this week. And then that doesn't mean that we project that onto next week. So. That's, that's the only thing that I'm thinking yeah, about. The next couple of matchups, I think, are really good for him. You got yeah, the Chargers and you got Seattle. Exactly. So. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, okay, so... Covered the Chiefs side. On the Baltimore side. Well, did um, we? So, what do you guys or, think about Chris Conley without... Uh, it, it, because of the matchup, you're not really going after it? I think he got a lucky... super desperate? I think he got a lucky touchdown last week. Yeah. I think without that lucky touchdown, that could have went to Demarcus Robinson. That could have went to Conley. I don't think there's anything about Conley... That I'm just excited I got a new mic. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think there's anything about Conley that kind of makes me say like, "Oh, I really want him." No, as my wide receiver too from the Chiefs. Like, I, I just think those targets are going to be spread or just diverted towards Kelsey. So. Right. So since we kind of like Patrick Mahomes either way, we're sitting the Ravens defense this week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. So, uh, Ravens side, Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's a. Bad option. Um, this is this is really about if you think the KC defense is going to swallow up the Ravens as a whole or not. Right. And I don't think they will swallow them up as a whole. I think Lamar Jackson's... Over or under 100 yards rushing? For Lamar? Yep. I'm going to say under 100 yards rushing. I'm going to say over. What do you think, Kira? Over on... I don't know. They allow the 11th most rushing yards per game at 122. I think he could get over that. I think so, too. Um, Kansas City uses a lot of man coverage, so they're keeping their eyes on their guy. That's exactly Leaving right. room for Lamar Jackson to And that's one of the run. reasons why they've given up so many points to running backs coming out of the backfield, too. As now, far as part of the season. reason I think he's going to be under is because I think they're going to be playing from behind and think they're going to need to throw the ball, right? They're, they're going to want to stop the clock from you know a lot of two-minute drills and stuff like that. And I think for Kansas City, at this point in the last two or three games, you're game planning for, okay, this guy is going to run. So they may have a QB spy, whatever it is. Um, but I, I just don't think that's the Ravens game right now. Like with Lamar Jackson, you are not depending on his arm because you're not going to win. You're yeah. going to rush the ball 40 to 50 times a game, which is what they've been doing. I think they have to do Lamar packages. Jackson and everybody else. I think they have to do packages with Gus Edwards. 
Yeah, I mean, Gus Edwards is, has a good matchup. I think for the first three quarters, he can get 20 carries. Um, and that, like mm-hmm. in the last like seven minutes of the fourth, maybe he won't be on the field as much. Uh, but yeah, he'll come off the field for third down, that sort of thing. Uh, wh- how do you guys feel about Ty Montgomery in a PPR? I was literally going to ask you that. I was like, oh, what, what do you think about Ty Montgomery, Kira? In PPR, um, I don't think I'm. I mean, it's playoffs, so for me, I'm not confidently starting. T- t- what is it? T- right. Montgomery, Ty Montgomery, yeah. however you want to say it. Um, I much rather avoid that as a whole. Right. Um, I feel like the Ravens are just. That's not going to be there. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be there. Yeah, I, I, I think for him, I just think that you know, eventually, right? He's their third down guy. He's their pass down guy right now. And you Booted know, Javorius Allen out of that. He's picture. out. Um, yeah, and if the, if the Chiefs are in um, some sort of comeback mode, mm-hmm. he's going to be on the field. So he can soak up six, seven receptions, potentially. But <coughs> my feeling about that is, like, <coughs> there's just an unsettling feeling about starting Ty Montgomery in your fantasy playoffs. Of course, first of course. Of all. But yeah. if you're in a 12 team league, I haven't even desperate. thought about him, really, because it is playoffs. But, so yeah, 12-team league, desperate, I get that. But at the same time, Kenneth Dixon's back in the picture. Yep. Mm-hmm. He had his first week off IR last week. Yep. Um, and he still got work. And he still got work, and that could improve this week. Hundred percent. You know, it could hurt Gus Edwards, and it could hurt Ty Montgomery. He ended up having what eight carries to Montgomery's two. So. Yeah, and that was yeah. first game off IR. Exactly. So yeah, they like him. If I was a Gus Edwards owner, I would probably just hang off him with Kenneth Dixon at this point because Kenneth Dixon can come out this game with like fifteen carries and four. And we've shown that it, the Ravens have shown that nobody in this backfield is safe. Yes. Alex Collins lost his job, or, I mean, he got hurt. But and they're desperately trying gone. to get Kenneth Dixon, like, ready. Like, yeah. they want him to And play. if the yeah, Ravens did not like teams. Kenneth Dixon as much as they did, he would not still be on the right. team. With all the suspensions, injuries, there's no way he should still be on an NFL team. But he is, and they have a lot of hope for him. Right. Well, you know, the Chiefs have been given 5.1 yards per carry, so I think Gus Edwards should be okay. Yeah. Uh, they're also giving also, away most points to running backs as well. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. But okay. you really want a touchdown from Gus Edwards. He's not seeing any targets. He's. I think he has yeah. one target. Right. You're right. hoping for volume. And he didn't catch You're it. hoping for 20 carries for 100 yards, and hopefully that goal line touchdown. Yeah. Um, pass catchers. What do we got? Uh, any, no what? Ravens wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's none it. of them say it. It seemed like the first week Lamar Jackson, everybody was like, oh, you know, maybe Willie Sneed. He got like five catches for fifty yards, or whatever. He m- might have seen his go-to guy, but I think he's I off just... the Ravens now. Oh no, he just disappeared. Like he's just not yeah, even he's relevant. Just, right. He's irrelevant. The only pass catcher you can have to trust in a weird you can't even trust him is Ty Montgomery, and he's the only one seeing any kind of consistent pass volume. Right. So don't like Mark. Somebody asked me they're like, should I start Mark Andrews? I'm like, why would you even? Oh, no. no, just don't. Just yeah, don't. no. Avoid. They have like 18 tight ends, so yeah. just don't even do it. Um, all right, let's move on to Indianapolis and Houston. Uh, so, Andrew Luck, he threw three touchdowns in eight straight games until he played Jacksonville at home last week, and they shut him out. And Houston, the Derrick Henry tore him up. <laughs> Houston's a tough matchup <laughs> on paper, but Luck put up 464 yards and four touchdowns against them earlier this year. So, yes. I can see Indy not really depending on their run game against Houston, because Houston is pretty stout against the run. So, mm-hmm. I'm back in on Andrew Luck this week. You guys cool with that? Yeah, I'm totally confident starting him. Even just seeing how he did against Houston last time, um, they've been playing some weaker def or, or tougher defenses as of recently. So, or no, wait, sorry. I'm 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 with you. Like I'm yeah. really not worried about this passing defense. And Houston hasn't played too many good offenses either. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Is yeah. Houston hasn't been playing good enough offenses 
and they're making their defense look really good. Right. But, I mean, when you're playing against someone like Andrew Luck, you know, I think he can really tear it up against them. Exactly. I, I think another thing, too, is that this Houston team is different than when they first faced them. I, I mean, agree. this is a nine straight wins Houston team that's really, really confident right now. They're firing on all cylinders in terms of defense and offense. I think on, on the yeah, defensive rolling. side of the ball, like, and this could turn into a shootout, mm-hmm. but on the defensive side of the ball, their bread and butter is their pass rush. Yeah. But Angelo just doesn't take sacks. Yeah, the whole defensive line has been really good. And on like, top of underrated. that, Andrew Luck is just really good at not taking yeah. sacks. And just, it's just it's a different thing because Andrew Luck is one of the most sacked quarterbacks, yeah. uh, but he really switched it up. Yeah. And I think kudos to him in addition to the offensive line. Yeah. In the last eight games, he was sacked just five times. Yeah, I mean, so. that's stupid. That's stupid good. Um, so Marlon Mack, not too big of a fan. Oops, sorry. We, we saw Naheem Hines. It's tough. Get really involved last week when they were down. If Nick Chubb um, couldn't, couldn't do it again, I mean, I wasn't a fan of starting Nick Chubb last week if he had a better option. And mm-hmm. it worked. I mean, he had the, go- he had the he touchdown, touchdown. He got bailed out by the touchdown. But, you know, he had eight carries. So the chances that Marlon Mack gets volume in this game is very low. So I'm really looking for another option if I have Marlon Mack. And then you have Naheem Hines who played, what? Naheem Hines played 61% of snaps to Mack's 37%. Yeah. So that's not something that I'll be confident in. This week, I think Mac had his high moment in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, the matchups for. I mean, Colts. he had so he had 19 carries and 25 carries before his bye, mm-hmm. and he's averaging 13 carries and around 15 touches since then. So, not really feeling that this yeah. week. Yeah, he's um over the last four games, he's told just 202 yards and a touchdown on 51 carries. And he's caught only six receptions for 34 yards. Yeah, so Pretty that's bad not. Numbers. Yeah, that's not something. Yeah, he's trending down. Looking at his schedule coming up, I mean, you got Houston this week. Obviously, not good. You got Dallas next week. Not, not too good. big a fan bad. of Dallas. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. I mean, Dallas shut down the Saints, one right. of the most high-powered offenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Giants in Week 16, which is a little bit of a brighter spot. Definitely but better. at that point, if he's losing snaps every single week, we don't know what kind of role he's going to have at that point. So it's right. not looking too good for Marlon Mack down the well, stretch. The reason why he lost snaps last week is because they were down. And well, it's not even that they were down. It, and it, the game, it was a very low-scoring game. So yeah. it's not like they were out of the game, right? But the thing is that they couldn't get the run game going. Exactly. So they said, you know what? We're going to put Heinz in and just use the short passing game in it, you know, to replace our run game. You know, If we want to pick up four or five yards, instead of running in a brick wall... Well, tell that to uh, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. Uh, but like, if we're, it, we they couldn't get any room running the ball yesterday. You know, last week. So that's the reason why they used uh, Naheem Hines, uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you mentioned you roll. mentioned that um, what's his name is out this week. Dontrell Inman. Dontrell Inman is out yeah. this yeah. week. Uh, maybe uh, because of that, Hilton will get one more target. <laughs> yeah, uh, but sure. every target helps, right? So last three weeks. Nine catches, seven catches, eight catches. Yeah, for 119 yards over the last, over the last three weeks. The, exactly, he's been averaging four, that. Over the last four, he's averaging 10 targets, 108 yeah. yards per game. So, and like even against the Jags last week, he had a really good game. You and know, so. last time he played Houston, I believe he got hurt at halftime. Right. And his he had four catches for 115 yards. Yeah. That's amazing. So four. He, he historically hurt. is actually really good against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so Especially in Houston, where yeah. they're playing this week. So in Houston, throughout his career, 25 PPR points a game, more than one touchdown, nine targets, and 122 receiving yards is what he averages in his career in Houston. Yeah, in that, Houston. That's perfect playoff prime. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he's kind of coming on like for the playoffs like this is a good time to be, mm-hmm. um, so I'm 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 definitely feeling me some T Y Hilton this week. 
For sure. Um, um, Eric Ebron. Of course. Yeah, I think locked wire, and loaded. Tight end, top <laughs> tier tight end. He had 16 fucking targets last week. 16. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He, That's more than Travis he had 10 targets last time they played Houston. <laughs> Amazing. Top 5 tight end right now. Um, he has to be. Not going to change. No, not at all. Uh, defenses. You feel good starting either defense? Oh, I no. Mean, I, I, I honestly think this is going to be a high scoring game. Yeah, definitely see a shootout going on here. I don't think that any defense is worth playing. Yeah, because Deshaun Watson, you know, he can be good too. Um, he had a big game in, the, in their last time out. Him and Luck both had a big game. Um, if I'm looking for upside, I'm starting him. Um, like, the Colts, like, their numbers are really good this year, but here are some QBs that they faced. It's like, starting from last week, going backwards, okay? Mm-hmm. Cody Kessler, Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, Derek Anderson, Sam Darnold. And the two games before that, Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, they both killed it. Yeah, so, they, those other quarterbacks made their resume look really good. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine going to show. I wouldn't let the numbers fool you yeah. um, when you look at the Colts against quarterbacks and wide receivers and all that. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, you're starting him. Uh, Lamar Miller. Uh, He's been on a good roll. He baby. has, yeah. man. Maybe um, he'll be the playoff dark horse, too, that comes in at the end of the season and, and really, He's kind of really kills it for right you. Now. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's so crazy. He's topped 100 rushing yards for you the fourth time in the last six yeah. games. He's I mean. averaging 17 carries for 100 yards over the last six games. I mean, Lamar Miller. Yeah. Uh, and that, that includes that 12 for 21 game against Denver. Um, so outside Lamar of the game, Miller feeds off the minimal, like, the minimal work. Yeah, if you no, feed Lamar Miller listen, 20 carries or more, it's just like... Yards. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if he was at 17 and he was at like 150 yards, he's just going to run for negative six. Like, exactly. The exactly. second he hits yeah. that 20. Like, he's he, just got to yeah, go back. He's just more time. efficient with the less exactly. work they give and him. And I hope that that continues because that's how, he, how he's how he been good. But if that's the way, like, his personality, like, if that's the way he's like, oh, they don't want to give me work. Let me show them, like, why they should. And then, like. And then they give him work. And then, like, you know. I think he, I think at this point of his career, because he's been doing it all his whole career. Like, in Miami, they didn't give him that much work and he was. Yeah, I remember that games, right? so he was killing it. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that, yeah, let's move on. I think I think we covered everybody in this game. Uh, I mean, DeAndre no, Hopkins, who so you're gonna start? Yep, yep. Um, Marius Thomas. Uh, so Tiki QT, um, if he plays, he's super risky because he can reaggravate the hamstring in the first yeah. quarter, and you got a zero. So not starting him. Um, but D- yeah, DT is a little play, too touchdown dependent for me to trust during right, the during right. The if you're in a standard league, like maybe. Right, if you're in a PPR league, I'm not really going after DT. Uh, but the standard league, DT is like super desperate, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or the last three games, he's only averaged like 23 yards. So, yeah, no, it's pretty bad. So, if he's not getting that touchdown, he's not giving you any production in PPR exactly. at all. Right. The tight ends for the Houston Texans are the same thing as the Ravens. There's just too many to even to like, sort out, sign it, <laughs> pick one. So. Agreed. Okay, uh, moving on to Carolina and Cleveland. Uh, you're starting Christian McCaffrey, I would assume. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. Why, yeah, Why not? RB1. Yeah, damn. He is just RB taking number one. off. Yeah, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. You know what's funny? In, in, in a league, right before the fantasy playoffs, I traded away Christian McCaffrey and T.Y. Hilton. No. Who'd you get in return? Devontae Adams and uh, some other pieces, but... My running back's going in. I said it before. James Conner, David David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. Thought I was sitting pretty, but it's fine. I'm fine. It sounds like someone's panicking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, you sound panicking. not fine. You don't sound confident. I, 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 I showed Faraz my uh, my activity wire before. 
It's hilarious. I just made another move, like, while we were talking. What'd you, what'd you, what'd you <laughs> pick up? I dropped Roquan Smith for the Chargers defense. Because we were talking okay. about the okay. Houston. I had the Houston defense. Chargers defense was available? Yeah. Yeah, I wow. Hell? Okay. They're, they're, like, the best, one of the best places. Yeah, they don't listen uh, to the podcast. No, they don't. It's <laughs> my they family. Obviously, they didn't they listen to me and Kira's podcast a couple weeks ago. We, we were talking all about the defenses, yeah. so. <laughs> so, it looks like Cam Newton is going to play. Um, he, might, he might not be able to throw, you know, more than 50 yards because of that shoulder injury, but he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, he's thrown for 300 yards for the second time in the last three games. He did throw the four interceptions. I don't know if that has to do with his shoulder. That's something you got to worry about. He threw four about. interceptions last week, but he was still fine. Like, yeah. he, was, he didn't kill your fantasy team. No, he didn't. Plus, That's what I'm saying. He's still yeah. throwing anyways, yeah. but, I mean, you may get those couple interceptions here and there just because he is playing hurt. And yeah. you have Denzel Ward out this game. Right. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah, that, yes, that you, you, you just mentioned Cam right Newton. See? There you go. So that's an upgrade for DJ Moore. And it's a must-win game for the Panthers, too, if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. 100%. Um, Three straight games with eight-plus targets for DJ Moore, so that's very encouraging. I think his upside is, like, too good to have him on your bench, honestly. He's Um, a big play guy. He is. He'll he'll catch a slant route and take it to the house. Or he'll he'll take a rush. He'll take a end-around and take it for a touchdown. Um, So Devin Funches is back. He's, like, a non-factor. DJ Moore is a new wide receiver one. On this offense, you, you know what Devin Punches is though. What is he? He's tall in the end zone. He is. But with will, will he get enough snaps? Though? Yeah, he saved himself last week with a one reception for a touchdown. David, but <laughs> he played only like thirty five percent of snaps. Yeah. It was his first game back. So yeah, easing him in. And another said, thing yeah. too is with Greg Olson out, we've seen Devin Punches' numbers go up. That's true. Like a lot. Right. So I think there is still hope for Devin Funches. Um You just can't depend on him, right? Can't depend on him. Uh, maybe I, I think he's good for. Not set in stone, but I think he's good for like a receiving touchdown, maybe. Right. And, and we've seen just that like though, last week, we've we, seen we've seen that though without DJ Moore being what he is right now. Exactly, he's a lot more involved. He's playing a full yeah. complement of snaps. So, so Cleveland has been in the top ten in fantasy points given up to wide receivers lining up on the perimeter all season long. Um, they've even let up against wide receivers lining up in the slot lately. So um, Moore lines up primarily on the outside, but he did With line Denzel up Ward the, out. He did line up in the slot on a higher percentage last week, forty three percent. Uh, but I expect him to line up more on the outside um, now. And that, that slot percentage might have been a little bit because of Devin Funches being back. So, fun fact about the Browns. I mean, I think last year they had the worst turnover margin in the league. And this year I think they have the best, if not one of the best. They are they're at 11, right. positive 11, which wow. is, I mean, looking at other, te- and other it, teams. And it was like, amazing. And that, that was the case in the beginning of the season, too. And everybody was like, "Why aren't you winning games? Like you have a se- you have the best turnover differential in the league at the time when mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson was still the coach." And they're like, "This is unacceptable." And obviously, he got fired. So that that's a move, a right, move in the right direction, right? Yeah. What, what do you guys think about Curtis Samuel? He's been pretty efficient, right, with his looks. Yeah, he's season. intriguing. I think Curtis Samuel is oddly enough, like if you're looking between DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I think Samuel's. I think Samuel can offer a better floor by DJ Moore offers a ton more upside. I would disagree there because just because of the volume DJ Moore has been getting eight targets in three straight weeks with Curtis Samuel, um, you know, he, we saw him like last week was the first week we saw him get more than seven targets. His next best, his next best target number was four outside of that seven and and then last week. Oh, you know what it, you know what it is though? Because, in my crazy like ton of points league, yeah, um, I, the guy I'm playing has Curtis Samuel, and I looked at his last few games, and we're just like, oh, he's 
fucking he's killing it. He's doing good. He's been efficient. But I mean, like I'll, I'll even show Kira here. Like this is the last four games because of the league rules. Yeah. See, it looks oh. like it looks really good. Yeah. Right, he's, he's getting like 20s. twenty or right. twenty-two. We have a kickoff 20. return points. Right. Okay. And he oh, does okay. that. So gotcha. I think that's yeah, kind of what inflated team. it yeah, a little bit for me. A little more active. So Samuel has played more. No, yeah. Like 57, 59 snaps. Uh, he was averaging like a little bit more than thirty-one per mm-hmm. game uh, before the last couple of games. So. His snaps are coming on. Yeah, I think um, it was just hallucinating a little bit. For I think he has a, like a low floor, high upside type of play. Yeah, and if, if Funches is getting more snaps, I think that kind of like decreases yeah. and we'll, and we'll see. how like, much we see Samuel. Agreed, agreed. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, like yeah. how, how how much of a role Funches right. plays on his first game back. Um, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas, 5-5 oh, five five last fire. week. I actually, yeah, I actually had him on. I did a post about... Uh, tight end streamers because with Greg Olson out he filled in nicely for Olson I guess when he went down you know five receptions for 46 yards the waiver wire is really ugly for tight ends so something like that I mean it's uh, it doesn't get much better so he is somebody that I would suggest to stream if there's it's a good nobody matchup. it's a good matchup yeah, for tight ends. yeah the Browns are not particularly good against tight ends so. and this is later in the season too where, where Ian Thomas so for this week I I yeah, I'm not, you know, he's not the worst pick. Ian Ooh. Thomas, like in the beginning of the season, might not not, not have been as um, uh, as intriguing just because it's the beginning of the season. He's a rookie. Later in the season, he's a lot more polished, that sort of thing. And uh, not to anyone's surprise, while we're on the topic of tight ends, tight, uh, Titans tight end Jonu Smith is going to miss the rest of the season with an MCL injury. Oh, wow. Just never-ending at that tight end position. That sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anthony well, Ferkser. Yeah, Ferkser. I mean, Ferkser was being used. He was there more traditional. Yeah, but Luke Stockter was also being used. That's true. Um, so, I don't know. So, Woof at the tight end position. David Njoku, um, he had a tough game last week. It was a pretty bad pretty bad game from him. He had a great week the week before. Is there a Browns pass catcher you will trust week to week? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, David Njoku, I think he's an okay play this week. I mean, Panthers have been giving up a ton of fantasy points to tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's a he's a... He's a He's still a tight end one this week. And, and like what Kira said, I mean, with the how bad tight ends are right now, you may not have a choice. And you're starting him over probably a lot of other options. Yeah, yeah especially he's definitely um, in place to have a bounce back week this week. Eight different tight ends have posted top 12 numbers against the Panthers. There you go. Um, and David Njoku has the athletic profile. He's playing all the snaps. Like, he, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, and the Panthers are allowing the most PPR points to the tight end, so he has appeal there. there you go. Oddly enough, Baker has been really good the last few weeks, but the pass catchers have been really kind of, like, shaky. Right. You know? Right, right. Um, so. Is this a Jarvis Landry startable game? I don't know, man. I mean, he, where, snaps, where has he been lining up? His snaps in the slot. In the slot? He has been going He has been going up. Um, his snaps back to 81%. Um, before that, the two straight games under 70% yeah, snaps. Yeah, I saw that. Um, super interesting. Caught six for nine last week for a hundred yards. Uh, I think it's a neutral matchup for slot receivers. So if you're feeling lucky, I would say you can put him in. I'm. I don't know if I can depend on him though, honestly, because the couple weeks before that was really, really iffy. And Antonio Callaway, honestly, like he's more intriguing to me. Wow. You know, um, he has he has a big playability. Um, he's been outproducing Landry. Um, if you combine their stats over the last three games, he's more of a big play threat on the outside. The outside is actually where the Panthers struggle right now. They have good corners on the outside. But fifth most points to wide receivers on the perimeter over the course of the season. Second most over the last four weeks. So because of his speed, it'll likely be Dante Jackson on him and not James Bradbury. Yeah. So he, I think he has some upside this yeah. week if you really need it. Yeah, Panthers giving up the third most uh, receiving touchdowns too. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, a little upside. There you go. Uh, what do you guys think about Baker? 
this week. He's playing pretty well given the circumstances. Right He's now. playing pretty well. I mean, I think last week he threw for borderline 400 passing yards. He did have tough a ton matchup of against Houston. You know, especially the way the Browns Browns can't protect their quarterback, and Houston has a sick pass rush. Yeah, they were giving him fits all day. Yeah. Um, so I think he should be able to find his guys in what should be a high-scoring game this week. Yeah, I would consider him like a high-end QB two. Yeah, there you go. Something yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, good. Nick Chubb, um, he couldn't get volume last week, and we mentioned, uh, you know, that uh, Duke Johnson might miss this game because his grandma died, passed away. Grandma Dukes. Grandma Dukey. Um, R.I.P. Uh, he couldn't get volume last week against Houston. He was averaging 21 carries a game over the five weeks prior. Poor. <laughs> pouring one out for Grandma Joey's, Dukes. Joey's uh, pouring one out for, uh, for, for her Grandma Dukes. All over his um, carpet. So Carolina hasn't allowed any single running back to go over 17 carries. Um, on Johnson, Chris Carson, Peyton Barber were all Yikes. able to have 15 carries against them, but that's a result of Carolina letting teams stay in the game lately. They've lost four straight games, traveled to a hungry Cleveland team, right? So... Chubb could have 15 carries. Um, it's not really in the category of the easy matchups Chubb has had before last week, um, where Chubb has played really well. So I might be looking for another option. Uh, if Duke Johnson's out, though, he gets a huge upgrade, and like I'm not worried about the matchup because he'll be involved in the pass game. I mean, Duke Johnson over the last two weeks, I think he had three targets last week, two targets hundred percent. It's really about, for me, it's not about the targets, it's about the playing time. Snaps on the field. Um, and, and Chubb was only, even in that game last week, he only saw 50% of snaps. So even in the games before that, he saw 50% of snaps. Um, it's just that he got more touches. I, I think snaps. it also really depends on game plan too because last uh, last week they really didn't have an opportunity to throw short passes to get down the field. They needed chunk plays. They needed catch up. Like yep, they, they couldn't sure. afford to just have those small plays, which is probably why more passes were towards Antonio Callaway, Jarvis Landry, Landry, while yep. they had a bigger week. So David Joku. Um, Mm-hmm. Nope, just kidding. No. I wish that happened. He was on, he's on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to Atlanta and Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been the same guy we've been used to this year. Quarterback bounce-back games? Yeah. It should be. For Aaron Rodgers, definitely. I, I, I honestly don't even think he has a safe floor. And he's honestly. at home. He plays a lot better at home. Yeah, he didn't play well last week, though. He's missing guys left and right. Um, he's just not playing well. We can blame it on Mike McCarthy all we want, and we should. But Aaron Rodgers has not been playing well. I saw a meme on the NFL memes. It was uh, Aaron Rodgers was sitting there hugging Mason Crosby. He's just like, he, he, he said. All, all uh, you got to do is miss oh, this one. And then we're free. Yeah, we're free. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Just miss yeah. one more and we're free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good matchup for him, right, at home against Atlanta. He still has to make the throws he hasn't been making, though, to come through for you this week. I mean, I, I hope that the coaching chains will help, and hopefully he calls all the plays. Maybe Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers will be the offensive coordinator yeah. this week. Yeah, interesting about the they're on. Their coach now, the uh, Joe Philbin, the, the offensive coordinator, he hasn't called plays since 1996. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he was even head coach of the Dolphins uh, a couple of seasons ago, right? right? He was. Yeah, he Aaron Rodgers was 12 years old the last time he called the play. That's stupid. <laughs> Aaron, oh my goodness! I bet you Aaron Rodgers calls better plays than him. At right at 12 years old. <laughs> um, what do you think about Matt Ryan this week? The whole team is an offensive slump, right? Um, I, th- I think it's really a big part of that is the running game. Tevin Coleman last week, I think it was like eight rushes for six yards. But they're not giving them. They're not. But volume. that's the thing. They're not giving them enough volume to where they can balance out the offense. And then Matt Ryan's like, "Oh, fuck it, just keep throwing a Julio," and then nothing exactly. happens. So, I think Ryan has a safe floor though. He's throwing for like four hundred yards every week. Um, the, their defense, like the way, if you look at this matchup, the Packers' vulnerability is guarding wide receivers, and then the 
the Falcons' offense I think Kevin is King. passing Yeah, I mean, receivers. Green I Bay runs man coverage about 70% of the time, and that's where Julio and Ridley are going to do their damage. Exactly. I think Kevin style. King just went on IR, too. Not that he was really too much involved, because I think they got the two rookies in. Right. Yeah, their secondary is not that great right now. And they lost HaHa Clinton Dick, so. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously you're starting Julio Jones, you're starting Devonta Adams. Um, now, both Mohamed, and, Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley are honestly, they're, they're options to me. They're, they're low-end wide receiver. Th- like, I think Ridley has a little bit more upside, obviously. Yeah. The Packers are giving up the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers, slot wide receivers, like Mohamed Sanu. Um, and the 10th most fantasy points to the right side of the field where Calvin Ridley plays on most of his snaps. Uh, I think Sanu is actually the safer play in PPR. Yeah. Higher floor, uh, where Ridley has more of the upside. If I had to choose one between the two, it might be Ridley, because he has the more he has more upside, but... It probably depends on what you need. Sanu has come through every single week. Um, yeah. He's been involved every single week. In good matchups, he usually comes through. Um, so I'm looking at Sanu as a little bit of a dark horse this week, um, if you need help. Like, I lost Emmanuel Sanders, you know, and he's somebody I gotta plug in, because I don't have anybody else. Um... I'm not starting any other Packers wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams. Equinemius Sam Brown, MVS, Randall Cobb. We thought it was MVS for a while, but, I mean, now Randall Cobb is back, and targets have just been too spread. Jimmy Graham had a good game last week. Uh, 8 for 11 last week for 50 yards. Yeah, he looked good, but... (laughs) For 50 yards, yeah. Atlanta has only only let one tight end score all season. Exactly. And Jimmy Graham is also... Keep it rolling. Jimmy Graham had three one-catch games in the last six games, so... Not really. That's not something I'm depending on this week. You need two thumbs to play football, Jimmy. Wait. <laughs> That's right. Let me correct myself. The only one tight end has scored in the last six games, but they've only had four touchdowns to tight ends all season. Exactly. So you're not you're not really feeling Jimmy. No, this not week. at all. Risky start. Um, Aaron Jones. Sorry, Jimmy. Aaron Jones. You're obviously starting him. Ninety uh, percent of snaps. Ninety percent of snaps. No, no. Last week he played fifty percent of snaps. How much? Fifty. Aaron Jones. Yep. He yeah. played 50% of snaps Let's last week. Let's see with the coaching change, though. Maybe it was Mike McCarthy holding him 100%. back. You know what I Mike mean? Mike McCarthy was like, you know what? Unleash Aaron the, Jones. The only, the, Mike, Mike McCarthy's McCarthy. like, all right, we're losing. Pull him out. Pull him out. <laughs> yeah. Not even that. Get, he just, you know the what? problem is Aaron Jones. Get him out of this game. We need Jamal Williams. <laughs> Mike McCarthy game. knew he was getting fired at the end of the year. Right? Yeah. So it was like, yeah, was he anticipated. There was only one way for him to be, get out early. And that's the play Jamal Williams as much as he did last week. And because of that, That sounds like a conspiracy yeah, theory to me. I think it's true. I think he was just like, get Losing me out. Losing to Arizona just, may have just, been the nail in the coffin. I think yeah. so. Just get me out now. No, but if they played Aaron Jones more, they might have won the game. Yeah, I think I think God. his inner Mike McCoy came through. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know what? He won, a, he won a Super Bowl with them. He, he's, he'll be all right. He's he's in there. He's one of their best coaches. Yeah, McCarthy will have a job. No problem. I, I feel like a lot of McCarthy's career was just saved by Rodgers. Probably. He's Probably. You know, it's just... Probably. No, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Um, Tevin Coleman, can't trust him right now. Honestly, if you're desperate, this isn't the worst matchup. Yeah, over his last three weeks, he did play some really tough run defenses. That yeah. might have something to do with the real decline in production, but possible. it's still it's, it's still so risky like, to get him out there. such a bad decline in production. Where yeah, it's, like, it's so bad. Even if it's a good matchup, you just need to see more. Over under yeah, 15 touches for Tevin Coleman this under. week. Oh, yeah, definitely probably under. 5.3 yards per carry. That Green Bay is giving up in Lambeau right now. So he'll probably have eight rushes for <laughs> as opposed to eight rushes for six yards. All right, moving on. New Orleans to Tampa Bay. Ugh, what uh, the hell do you do with this Tampa Bay offense? Joey's trying to figure out if he's just not Jameis Winston this week. I am, oh, okay, yeah. so I don't think I've said this on the podcast yet, but I am the king of overthinking everything. 
And it is it's so bad to where I have I'm in a two QB league. I have Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, and James Winston. And I'm just having an internal struggle of I've seen everybody say like, oh, you need to start Winston because he's gonna go off this week. But the Saints defense has been good in the last couple weeks, which makes me feel like I shouldn't start James Winston. Yeah, they because it could be another five interception game. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back. I don't know. It's just I don't have a safe feeling about Winston. Yeah, he gives me the same uneasy feeling too. I, I've been debating it in my head all week. Uh, I'm Matt Ryan, and I'm still even debating like Jameis Winston's matchup looks so juicy to me, but. Um, the Saints do have the number one scoring defense since week 10. They've only allowed like 12.8 points per game. That's really low. That's really um, Especially, low. you know, given Winston's history of just the shaky. Sometimes he's just shaky. You know, yeah. he throws those interceptions. Then you got to worry about him being pulled out of the game. Well, that was Ryan against, Fitzpatrick. When that happened, too, was against Cincinnati. I mean, that was a cake matchup. For yeah, him. He, yeah, he shouldn't have even played that poorly. So He threw, what, four interceptions in that game? I mean, that's not good. In the first half? Um, so that's not good. I mean... Positively, though, this could turn into a little bit of a shootout, right? Potentially. Um, yeah, divisional matchup. The, the over-under is 57 points. So and it's like Vegas is saying, play James Winston. And there's some thunderstorms, too. The, the, weather, the weather might affect things a little bit. There are some scattered thunderstorms that game. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. It's in Tampa? In Tampa. In Tampa, yes. yes. Well, um, Usually the shootouts happen in the Dome in New Orleans. Yeah. But another thing, too, James Winston has not turned the ball over. And the receivers for the Buccaneers have good matchups. Adam yes. Humphreys has been yeah. killing it. He's got a good yeah, matchup I on the slot. Chris Adam Godwin Humphreys. can take advantage of his matchup on the outside. So so Deshaun Jackson's out, which yeah. means Chris Godwin's going to play about 80% of snaps, which he played last week. Um, Godwin's a great play to me this week. Um, let me ask you a question. Who would you play? I mean, I've been getting this question a lot. This is why I'm asking. Is it Mike Evans or Godwin? No, it's, or is it Godwin or Humphreys? That one too. That's yeah. That's Godwin a or Humphreys? One. I'm personally going Godwin. What about you guys? I'm a Humphreys kind of guy. Humphreys guy. What about you, Kira? Um, I'm going Humphreys. I think he yeah. arguably has the best matchup of all the receivers on paper. Um, PJ Williams is defending the slot in place of Patrick Robinson, who yeah. Humphreys faced the last time. Um, in week one, okay. Williams has allowed a 127.6 quarterback rating in his coverage this season. I think that. You know, Humphreys just has a solid floor with a lot of upside. Mm -hmm. um, since week six, Humphreys has 40 receptions, 505 yards, five touchdowns. That's good enough to be um, number 11 wide receiver in that many... time frame. That's better than oh, know, people like him. Yeah, yeah it's, really it's really now, good. Now, how many deep shots have James Winston, has James Winston taken? Oh, I think he's high in percentage. Yeah, I think there. he's high. I think he, I saw he's just, just not as good at it. Fantasy because football, because my football feeling focus. was that he does not want to turn the ball over, so he might look more towards the short, like – you know, yeah. hitting Humphreys in the middle of the field rather than trying to float it up to Evans, which by Evans has been non-existent. That's a good point. The thing is, the Saints have been given the Saints have given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on the outside this year. Um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they both have good matchups. Eli Apple shadowed Julio Jones on Thanksgiving, which was super interesting. That that tells you what you <laughs> need to know about Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I just think that all these receivers are going to have good games. I actually feel like the the receiver, the two receivers who have a better chance of having a good game mm -hmm. are is Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys. And they, they very well might both have a great game. I think it they might both not will. matter. They both will. Um, you started. So but. the team is potentially thinking of shutting down Deshaun Jackson. 
by the way, for, for this year because of... Uh, yeah, he's been seeking, I think... Second I saw a report last week. He was yeah. seeking for yeah. uh, medical help and like going to different doctors and getting different opinions. And so that's ac- never a good According to Graham Barfield, NFL.com, um, whether Deshaun Jackson misses a game or Mike Evans misses a game, uh, Godwin is seeing a 24% target share, which is very, very healthy. That's wide receiver one level. Um, in games without Deshaun Jackson, he went 3 for 98, 7 for 111 in a touch, and 5 for 101 with a touch according to Adam Levitan from Fantasy Lab. So, last week, 80% of snaps. He played 72% on the outside. Like I said, Saints have given up the most fantasy points to outside receivers. Um, and he's a fucking good player, too. Um, so, yeah. that, that kind of goes into it a lot. Uh, if you're in any sort of keeper league, like, he's a guy that I'm looking to keep next year because Deshaun Jackson might not be on the team next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's averaging, uh, as far as Adam Humphreys go, averaging 15 PPR points a game while scoring t- five touchdowns in the last five games. So, High volume passing game script, you know the Saints are, ter- are, are, are terribly good against the run. So I don't think we're going to yeah, see number Peyton one Barber. rushing defense. I, yeah, we didn't even talk about Payne Barber. I don't, I don't think we want should. to because he's not going to. I'm not, I'm not playing this him. Not this a week. good game for him at all. He, he he definitely got better as the season went on, but Saints are getting on 3.5 yards per carry. Yeah, this um, is not a, over the last not three a games. Game. 3.1 yards per carry over the last three games. That's now, like erasing people on the, right there. On, that's like it erasing people. <laughs> <laughs> on the flip side, Alvin Kamara, obvious start. Yep. Yeah. Mark Ingram. It's an interesting play this week. I, he is interesting. He's Tampa Bay has been bad. again. They have let up a lot of points to the running backs in the last couple of weeks. 6.5 yards per carry over the last three weeks. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. More than usual. Yeah. Five yards per carry over the entire season. So that's still not good. 6.5 over the last three weeks. Mark, This could be a Mark Ingram game. Yeah. Or Mark Ingram and Kamara. Or this could be a Keith Kirkwood, Dan Arnold. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This I mean, it's, actually, Dan Arnold's kind of interesting in this matchup on as a sleeper. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, he's been emerging as the tight end to own in New Orleans. If you're going right. to own one, I guess. If you need one. Yeah, the Bucks are allowing 71.2 yards per game to opposing tight ends. Wow. Um, over the last four games, Arnold has caught 10 of 13 targets for 115 yards and a touchdown. He's been a little more active. I know I even joked in the pot, the podcast two weeks ago, um, don't pick this guy up. You know, uh, who is Dan Arnold? Right. Um, but now he's kind of making a little bit of he's a like, name for himself. I'm Dan Arnold. You know? He sounds like a sitcom star. Yeah, he has only played 12 snaps in back-to-back games, so he's extremely risky. Yeah. But, but it sounds like when they bring him in, it's for it's yeah, like he's efficient. They he's want doing him something. to catch the ball, right? Yeah. As opposed to Benjamin Watson, who every three games or so, they'll be like, "Hey, yeah. let's feed you ten targets." Yeah. So we're obviously you mentioned Michael Thomas. We're starting Mike Evans, um, obviously. Um, Traquan Smith, definition of boom bust. If you need a home run play, this is the matchup to try to get it done. Or if you need a home run play, he could totally yeah. disappoint you. Or he can give you a zero. Yeah. So. So. Obviously, I mean, it depends, right? Like, if your team is marred by injuries and, like, you're going up against the juggernaut of your league. Michael you know, Thomas is a little banged up. And you might want to just throw him in there. Yeah, my A little dinked up. So, a weird note on a Traquan Smith at home. He has um, three receptions for 111 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, he's actually scored a touchdown in every single game at home. But away... He scored no touchdowns. He's got three receptions for 44 yards and three receptions for 18 yards, and he's just done nothing has away. He scored a touchdown every game. Every she has scored, solved yeah. the. She just he's solved. only good at home. That's so you, pretty you, much. You have solid Traquan Smith conundrum. 
Yeah, I figured it out. We can stop this podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, well, Please was, stop playing. I, was, I enjoyed being here for us. Cost. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, man, yeah. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's something I've noticed. Um, he's just, yeah, he just plays. That's really interesting. Significantly better. All right, so don't start Trey Quant's you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's in the dome in general. I are, are the Saints at home next week? <laughs> Get him in here. I'm about to drop DeAndre Hopkins and test this theory. Honest to God. 10 receptions, 157 yards for a touchdown. I can do that. That's DeAndre Hopkins numbers. Right. In one of my leagues, like not in the playoffs, I'm just gonna pick up Traquan Smith, put him, him and Derrick Henry in my lineup, and I'm either right. gonna start with 100 points or just like yeah. And DFS <laughs> plug him in every time they're at home too. Right, uh, right. Sure, DFS. Some money. <laughs> I'm gonna, next week separate lineup: Derrick Henry, Traquan Smith. I'm gonna put Traquan Smith, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Traquan Smith, Derrick Henry. That was a bad start. We paused it and we I came back it, and it was not back. ready. Yeah, for it. We, 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 we zero like, transition right there. I was vetted to like, all right, when you come back, say this, and I just totally messed it the up. The passion just. I'm left gonna put Derrick Henry and Traquan Smith in a DFS lineup next week. I'm gonna put five dollars in it and we'll see if I win some money. Wow, you really, you really balling hard, hard there. Yeah. I see. Okay, yeah. um, five. Yeah, so, one last person I probably cover for this matchup would be Cameron Bray. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been extremely touchdown dependent. Um, this his is entire, not his entire career. Yeah, he hasn't topped three receptions or thirty-six yards all season. I would not expect that from Cameron Britt. Yeah, ever. I mean, I don't know. If part he's of he's always was been be- touchdown dependent his whole career, yeah. but he's still been relevant. I mean, he's part caught- of it could have been OJ Howard when he was playing, um, and he's only we've only got this yeah. like kind of small sample size. Yeah. Um, but, but we know that he was his Jameis's best friend before. OJ Howard arrived. Yeah. Uh, even last year, he was he was pretty good. Yeah. But the Saints have been pretty damn good against him. Yeah, so. they've also only just allowed one touchdown to them all season. So let's yeah. see if he gets number two. But yeah. I'm not, not really confident. But okay, probably starting him. <laughs> Moving on to the best game of the uh, slate: uh, the Jets yes. in Buffalo. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. If you're looking for upside we... this week, start Josh Allen. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. yeah. No, hey, I 100% I... agree with that. He... But, right but can we just like get the Jets side out of the way? Just like yeah, skip it's, it. It's, Listen, just yeah. skip the. I jokes. understand that like, you're a Patriots fan and all that, and like your life has been great. You know. Yeah. But, uh, I, I like the process with the Jets here. Okay? Anyway, I think Josh Allen's a better Lamar Jackson, pretty much. Yeah. He's averaging. Josh Allen's averaging 117 rushing yards over the last two weeks. Unlike Lamar Jackson, he's actually more capable in the pass game. He threw he threw three touchdowns over the last two weeks. So. Which is number one wide receiver Zay Jones has a great matchup in the slot against the Jets. I think we have a good chance of seeing that passing touchdown. And As a player, that, we know that he likes to rush it in too. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of upside there with him. As a player, I think there's so much potential for someone like Josh Allen. The Bills just need to build a better team around him. I call him Mini Cam. Mini Cam. I see that. Yeah. I see Mini Cam in him. Yep. So I mean, not Mini. He is a tall guy. Yeah, because he has a problem with accuracy too. You know, he runs. <laughs> They are pretty similar guys. Yeah, he's he's not an accurate quarterback um, at all. But I mean, he he has he has developed a little bit of a rapport with Zay Jones, though. Um, he kind of emerged as the clear number one wide receiver for Josh Allen. Um, they cut Calvin Benjamin. They cut Andre Holmes, um, and Zay Jones has actually been producing with volume. Um, so the passing game was non-existent against the Jaguars in Week Twelve. Uh, but in the other two games, over the past three, Jones is averaging six catches, ten targets, 80 yards, and one and a half touchdowns. So he should see volume again this week, I think, with the Jets not having much of a pass rush. Combined with them allowing the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers, Jones lined up in the slot 55% of the time this year. Um, and that can change with these 
with them cutting those other guys, but I think it's just smart to keep him in the slot as much as possible this week to take advantage of the Jets' vulnerabilities. Uh, he's a desperate start, no doubt, but we saw the upside that he presents. Like last week, he caught those two touchdowns, and he's getting volume. So it's not like you're just praying for a touchdown with him. If you're in a PPR league, he might be just fine with, for you without that touchdown. Are you uh, starting LaShawn McCoy? Or <laughs> I think mean, Josh Allen is like the running back to own. Pretty much, pretty much. I feel like, in you Buffalo. know, whenever like, they do those like options, like, Josh Allen just keeps it. <laughs> Josh Allen's like, nah. Yeah, the only thing it's intriguing fine. about McCoy is um, they did just play the Jets not that long ago, correct? Yeah, yep, like that's right. Ago. McCoy did have a big game. He, he did. He it. had 26 attempts, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. That's tempting. Chris Ivory was out, but, you know, it's not. Still pretty good. Not yeah. like he's doing anything too much. He, he had a shot to get a volume last week against Miami, too, right? And he only had 15 carries. Yeah. So, I don't know. Josh Allen just may take over that role in general for him before he even gets a chance to do anything. Right. He's having flashbacks of yeah. Tyrod Taylor taking them all. He's like, no. Yeah, right. I mean, last week, you know, you figured that Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis would do something against the Jets because the Jets have been giving up a ton of points. I mean, they've been give, giving up 20-plus carry games to Sonny Michelle, Deshaun McCoy, Frank Gore, Jordan Howard over the last five games. So, there is a shot for volume, but he's just a little bit tough to trust. Uh, yeah. I see her Cruel had 21 carries last week out of nowhere. He had like 98 yards, yeah, too. Yeah, he did have 98 mm-hmm. yards. That was, that's a pretty good memory you got there. Um, he is pretty he's injured, though, correct? He, he is injured. He has yeah. a toe injury. He that's was right. called a game-time decision. Um, yeah. Elijah McGuire may come in and take the reins, but I mean, right. I how interesting. Buffalo, it's just like, do you really have any... Con- and, and, and Buffalo's been oddly sometimes bad against the run and sometimes good. Fantasy-wise, like they give up a lot of touchdowns. Because their offense has been so bad that they've been giving teams short fields, right? If if Buffalo had you know a long like a long time on the field like a long field to defend against, like they'll be they'll be okay. They'll be a much better defense than they are, at least what the numbers show. So um, Buffalo in the last three games, right? Last week they allowed sixty total rushing yards. Two weeks ago. They or two or three weeks ago, they allowed 83 total rushing yards. In between, they allowed 226 total rushing yards to the opposing team. Wow. And then there's five or six other games where they've allowed under 100 yards, and then there's two more games where they've allowed over 200 yards. So they've been, all like over the place. So they've been either stout or like, ah, just go. Right. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, Maybe it depends on the game that's going on. You know, they, they're like, yeah, oh, we could afford not. to lose this one. Yeah. Go ahead. Sam Darnold should be back this week. Uh, so sure. upgrade your Buffalo defense um, <laughs> compared to Josh. Al- Still Josh, ignore uh, the entire compared Jets to Josh offense. McCown. Yeah, I mean Josh McCown is probably prone to less mistakes than than Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I just got I just got my haircut from uh, my barber who cuts both Sam Darnold and Josh McCown at the same time. He just snipped. Snip. Well, he cuts <laughs> both of them, and I was talking to him about it today, and I said, "Listen, like when Josh McCown came in that first game, he probably didn't even open up the playbook the entire year, and they threw him in that week." He's like, "Yeah, he doesn't read the playbook. He's been chilling." <laughs> He's like, been oh, chilling. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you got that insight. Insider yeah, a little information. bit inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, start Buffalo. <laughs> start Buffalo this week. Because um, they're all just chilling. Yeah. Who cares? Move yeah. on. To, I think I mentioned they a barber in every podcast. Uh, New England at Miami. Uh, Better barber than Peyton Barber. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Uh, primary ball carrier for the Patriots. I think there's a chance to get volume this week. Uh, I think he gets it. Since week four, the only games he didn't see 17-plus carries in were games he either got injured or in or in games he came back from injury. So we saw his ceiling, 24 and 20. What are you, you going to talk about? Rex Burkhead right now? Uh, 25 or no. 24, 25 carry games 
Um, and against Miami, I think it's an easy game we can identify for Michelle to get Paris. No? Not feeling this one? He's like so Patriots, eager to talk about it. historically, in Miami, has not been good. Okay. I mean, last year, the Patriots were down a ton. That's the game. Ken, Kenyon Drake had like 35, 40 fantasy points mm-hmm. last year. He just went absolutely off. Yes. Um, Xavier Howard... He's. I've seen mixed reports of he's gonna play. Like his teammates think he's gonna play, or it like he's out. Like he's play. Yeah, I think that it's, from, it's from, from what it seems, he's out. not gonna be playing this week, which obviously helps a lot. Um, especially Josh Gordon. Especially Josh Gordon. But there's there's just something about playing in Miami that the Patriots really don't do well, and Tom Brady, as a Patriots fan, is just. He, he's been on and off this year, yeah, right. more off than on. But do you think they just lean on Michelle? This this week. They could, but what else would they do? I I don't know. I, I think you have. I think it's more James White, maybe over yeah. um, Sony. I, I think potentially if they're down, you can see that. I I, I know Tom Brady's going to throw at least one pick. Right. Right. I, Tom Brady's going to throw at least one interception, whether Xavier Howard's on the field or not. That just changes it from one to two. But the Patriots are just not good in Miami, and I don't know. So are you like? Are you saying that? Sony, you're not feeling Sony Michelle as a high end RB two this week. As an RB two, oh, I'd say, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at other options. I this think is, there's other guys you, I would start you, over. You him. realize that like the Patri- the Patriots, like, the Patriots fan in you, is really like shading. Like, it's like blinding you a little bit right now. You know well, that, right? Because like a bias, it's coming out. <laughs> it's coming out. The bias is coming out. The bias is coming out. I know it's yep. hard. I know it's hard to hide. <laughs> he's like, the, he's like, as a Patriots fan, he's like. The only team we play bad against yeah. <laughs> playing them this week. No. So don't start anyone on the team. Listen, <laughs> listen, Kira, like, we, I think me and you have to talk about the pictures. Yeah, like, we'll go, yeah. Like, we'll yeah, go like, over I think it. James White, like, I think this is a Gronk game. <laughs> Gronk a great, game? A I think it's a Gronk game. Well, Gronk has historically played well against Miami. Um, and, uh, you know, Miami isn't great against tight ends. Um, but James White, you mentioned James White. He's a great PPR play. Uh, he caught seven of nine targets last week. Uh, with Rex Burkhead in the fold, which is encouraging. Um, he was also really solid in the last matchup versus Miami. He had yeah. eight rushing attempts for 44 yards, one rushing touchdown, eight rece- um, eight receptions for 68 yards with a receiving touchdown. Yeah. And so. Was that in Miami or New England? That was in, that <laughs> was in, Mi- or in, in New England. Sonny Michelle was also very active in the uh, last time, 25 rushing attempts for 112 yards with a touchdown. Right. Um, but you do get Rex Burkhead back in there, and the yeah. Patriots do hate you in fantasy, so that's true. That's I, you, true. Just, I, you just, just don't, a you little know, side note. gonna come in. And I'm just personally, everything. I would, I would bet on twenty carries for Sonny Michelle this week. Mm-hmm. So, and because of that, I think, I think he'll be just fine. Um, now, I think Miami's been giving up five yards per carry over the entire season and six point two yards per carry over the last three games. So, I think his floor is. And ceiling is appealing this week. I don't know. It's, I, I just know get, you don't know. <laughs> I, have, I don't know, man. It's, it's my, it's my, sixth, it's my sixth sense. That's what I'll call it. I just get a bad feeling. And we'll see you next week. You know, we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll agree with you because I've had a bad feeling about Sony Michelle for whatever reason. And I'm a Sony Michelle truther. I loved him at the beginning of the season. Something about this game. I, I don't know if it's like right. last week just has me like still like, eh. But right. I, I don't know. Last week was a tough matchup. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And if they play and, it tough, you and know. And still had volume last week. Yeah. You know, he had 15 carries, more than that, last mm-hmm. week against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, that wasn't it the was game a you bad would think man. that we would give him that many carries. And this week, if they play Miami, he's going to get the body. Well, I mean, but at the same time, you had a positive game script the whole entire game. Yeah. 
So sure. even that that so, would be so, a game. So, where... so you're assuming that Miami is going to go up in this game. That Miami yeah. sucks, and I understand that like they don't play well in Miami. But you don't and, understand. But 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 the Jew, the the, the fucking like, Jew. Every right. single year, every single year, the Patriots play the Jets. You know, it's always a close game. Yeah. But, but the Jets so always weird, suck. Yeah. They'll play terrible against... They'll put up zero points against another team. Then they'll come in against New England, and they'll put up 27 and make it a close game. I get it. You know, I actually think that it's going to be like an Edelman game. Um, he has a solid track record versus Miami. Um, he's had at least 14 PPR points in each outing against Miami. Um, or in his last five games, I'm sorry, against Miami. Right. Um, uh, he's also um, scored 12 PPR points in all but one game since his suspension. He's just been doing really good. Um, yeah, I yeah. trust him probably the most on that. I know? agree. Uh, the Dolphins have... More than Gordon. Especially in PPR. Especially in PPR. I mean, the Dolphins have given up the fourth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks, 11th most over the last eight weeks, and his volume has remained consistent all year long, so I'm definitely I'm feeling him. Especially with no Xavier Howard, I like Josh Gordon too. And um, a little side note, Gronk is only $4,800 in DraftKings. Wow. Damn. That sounds about right because he's been sucking all year. I mean, it, so- it sounds about right. Yeah, but, but he's healthier now. Yeah. You know, so it, it sounds like he can actually in 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 GPP especially. He's not he's not a cash play, but in GPP, it's he's a he's a good yeah. play. Um. So on the side that Gordon plays on, sixty percent of the time, um, the Dolphins have in middle of the road, but no Xavier Howard will help a lot. Um, and his floor has remained somewhat high all year long. This is the ma- best matchup he's seen in a few weeks. So I think as a low end wide receiver too, I think he should be fine. And you mentioned Kenyon Drake. I think he's a low-floor, high-ceiling option in this game, especially yeah. in PPR. Um, As per the whole season, I think he's just just yeah. such a high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. Just because you would think that he did tear them up last week, last year. And yeah. I, I, I mean, think last okay. week he had single-digit rushing attempts. If you're desperate, like I think New usage. England defense is a play, too. Um, yeah. If you're desperate, obviously. But obviously you don't feel that same way. Start Miami. Um, I'm, yeah, and I'm done also with any Miami receivers. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, just don't yeah. even bother. And their their playoff matchups are just terrible as well. Are you guys starting Tom Brady? Depending on who else you have. He hasn't had a 20-plus point game in standard QB scoring since week seven. He went over 50. What about in PPR? He went over... <laughs> I love those questions. Should I start Matt Ryan or... or, or It'll be like PPR. PPR. Okay. It's like, what? Just assume everything is PPR. He please. went over 15 points once in the last seven... In the last... Since week seven. I mean... I'm not feeling that at all, yeah. especially with how much Joey is not. Especially in Miami. Especially in Miami. Yeah. I'm not starting Tom Brady this week. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I have a situation. I was either Russell Wilson or Tom Brady this week. Wilson gets the Vikings, right? Yeah. Yes, I'll still start. Wilson. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So I'm thinking he of going such a Wilson high over He's been scoring like 20 him. points every single week. Yeah, he's been on fire. All right, uh, we spent way too long. Oh no, we we didn't. That's good. I'm glad we, were, we moved to that pretty quickly. Um, Rams in Chicago. I think this is gonna be a pretty good game. It's going to be an interesting one, especially with Mitch Trubisky back. Um, do you guys – this is in Chicago. Are you guys seeing a high-scoring game, a low-scoring game, or something somewhere in between? I th- I really think this depends on, first of all, how Jared Goff performs. This. How, is, it really depends this on just is, the quarterbacks because Jared Goff, Goff struggled last week against Detroit. Now you have a matchup. Um, I'm worried about Trubisky's injury. I mean, he was out for a couple weeks. With his bad shoulder, he may not want to run as much, may force him to pass more, and he could get into more mistakes. Uh, so it really depends on how the quarterbacks play. If the quarterbacks are both on their game, I mean, this sounds like so stupid because like, obviously if both quarterbacks play good, it's going to be a high-scoring game. But it really just, it, it truly just does depend on that, and it could go either way. Right. 
Yeah, I see it being a low-scoring game. Um, you do have a key to lead back with the Rams. Um, when he plays versus the Rams, um, he really helps that defense out a ton. Um, with the keep to leave, they have the points scored against him is 13, nothing, 23, 16. Without him, it's things like 31, um, 31, 20, 10, 27, 45, 31, right. 51. It seems like he's a big asset to their defense to help we'll bring the, bring the plays. score down. We'll see how much he plays this week. Like last week, he, he didn't play much. Like He was alternating series in the first half and then he didn't play in the second half. Yeah. Um, so he's not 100%. Uh, we'll see how much he actually and plays. And a little bit, too, I think if the Bears are going to try to attack this defense, it's going to be through Tariq Cohen or like Anthony Miller in the slot. Because right. I know that's one of the matchups you like. That's one of the matchups I really like. Too, I do, too. Yeah, exactly. the Rams so so have let's been... talk about Anthony Miller, then. Yeah. So yeah. He, lined up, he lined up in the slot on 84% of... Wide receiver well, out of his wide receiver snaps last week, eighty four percent. That's a lot, um, and that bodes well for him this week. He's so week. slotty. He's so <laughs> slotty. I love what a slot. I love slots. What a slot. Um, so uh, the Rams have allowed the fifth most fantasy points over the season and the single most fantasy points over the last four weeks to slot wide receivers. So he's a good play this week. Um, if you're looking for like a fringe guy to start, especially with Mitch Trubisky back, I think he's he's a good play. Um. He's more he's more like a desperate guy, but like he the matchup bodes well for him and Mr. Yeah. Bisky's back. So he's kind of back into relevancy. People might have dropped him this week, but he he might be okay. Um but let's go over the like the other must starts. Like Todd Gurley, obviously. Yeah. Um, no you want to start that guy, yeah. he's kinda good. Um, he's pretty good. I mean, even though Chicago does have the second best run defense in the league, they don't just catch the ball for a hundred exactly. yards. Yeah, so he's going to find <laughs> a way scores. regardless for you. I mean, he's found the end yeah. zone in eleven of twelve even, games. Even if he doesn't find the way for you this week, you're still starting him. Yeah. Right? Oh, there's like, no way you're ever sitting Todd exactly. Gurley. You just yeah, don't he, get cute. Don't do things like that. Yeah. Do you guys want to know who the first person to score a rushing touchdown against the Bears was this year? I'm going to guess Todd Gurley. No, I'm, I, they didn't play each other. Either. I know they didn't play each other, but, <laughs> but like, I, I like, there's yeah. not a chance in a million years either of you will guess it. Who did they play? Who did they? Who was the first uh, first player to have a rushing touchdown against the Bears this year? Um, did the Patriots play them the first week? No. Okay, cool. I figured that this was the Patriots. Patriots didn't have a rushing touchdown think. against them. Okay. Uh, I, I don't. Go ahead, tell me, please. Nathan Peterman. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah, never in a million years where it was. I he was the Nathan first Peter? player when the Bills faced it. He was the first player to have a rushing touchdown against the Bears. Okay. okay. It's just useless information. <laughs> Fun fact. That's what I. That's what I bring here. Yeah. You know, I was Second gonna... best run D somehow. The goat Nathan Peterman. Well, why do I feel like sometimes I'm just score. talking and then like I'll see like Faraz go to the computer and like pause it and like. <laughs> I wasn't going to end this podcast at all. But now I it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I hope he doesn't listen back because yeah, a lot of times yeah, he's talking. Cut we just this part out. Cut this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Mr. Bisky, by the way, he is practicing in full, um, so he should be good to go. I think at the same time, like he's coming up, he's a little banged up maybe, but I think his ceiling is still pretty high. Um, when you combine his his rushing, his weapons, the scheme behind him, um, high power Rams offense, you might need to throw a little bit more. Um, than he would like. So I think more volume can be a good thing for him. Um, he, by the way, he has great matchups the rest of the playoffs. And I think even this week he can start him, and I think he can start him the rest of the way. If he gets through this week injury-free, okay. after being tackled by Aaron Donald and Namakinsu, yeah. as long as Namakinsu doesn't step on his shoulder when he's getting out. Oh, goodness. Out. Yeah. Aaron Donald might, might end his career. How do you feel about Trey Burton this week after putting up a big stink <clears throat> last week? Adam Shaheen, fire him up. Listen, like, Levine Toilolo had 90 yards against the Rams. Last week. Yeah. So, if you're desperate, I would yeah. go Burton out. If you're desperate. That's what it's I mean. It's not a bad matchup. I'm in a situation where I don't have anyone better than Burton. 
Like, I know that sounds ridiculous. The Rams haven't been good against tight ends, though. Yeah, but yeah, they've given up the fourth most yards per game to tight ends. Yeah. Um, Trubisky is coming back. He did kind of like Trey Burton, so we could see maybe if he um, if he goes to him in this game. Maybe but Adam Shaheen, I think Adam Shaheen caught a touchdown last week. Yeah, that was did. his. You're Adam I, Shaheen truther. <laughs> I was last year, believe it or not, but I like Trey Burton better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Trey, said, Bur- if, if but Adam Shaheen and Trubisky were teammates. Were roommates. It's true. They're they very close. They were roommates. Probably not roommates now. Don't after start him because of that. Yeah. 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 All right, so <laughs> another, another useless fact. <laughs> another useless fact. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, <laughs> so Brandon Cooks, it is fun to know. Brandon Cooks has been a high-end wide receiver too all season long. Uh, keep starting him in this matchup. The Bears have allowed the seventh most. See, like as much as the Bears have been a good defense, they've been giving up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. And where Cooks lines up, everyone's got to have a weak spot. Yeah, they've allowed the seventh most fantasy points over the entire season. The sixth most over the last four weeks to wide receivers lining up on that left side of the perimeter where Cooks lines up fifty-five percent of the time. So he should keep that protection going this week. Um, Tariq Cohen been very involved over the last few weeks. I'm starting him. He caught 19 of 32 targets over the last two weeks, and it did happen with Chase Daniels at quarterback. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, he's seen volume like that before, but he hasn't seen it in a little bit. Um, so just keep in mind that there could be a little bit of a change with Mitch Trubisky back under center. He might not, you know, revolve the offense around Cohen the way Chase Daniels was. Um, but the only games he didn't come through in PPR was against Minnesota and Buffalo. So he's going to come through most like, more likely than not this week. Um, Robert Woods, um, you know, you got to temper your expectations a little bit, honestly, this week. He's been scoring, he's been coming through every single week. This yeah, week. he has been extremely consistent. Um, he's yeah. posted at least 70 yards in the last 11 games. Yeah. So, it's crazy. I mean, with I, the Bears giving up so many receptions to receivers, it's tough to like. The only, the only place him. they do play good though is in the slot, and he took over the slot since uh, Cooper Cup got hurt. He's mm-hmm. went the so slot. The Bears, maybe the Bears have been great. Have been giving up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers on the perimeter, but in the slot, he's going to see Bryce Callahan, and Bryce they've allowed Callahan, the yeah. eighth least amount of fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the season. And stay pretty consistent throughout. So, so, do you so then maybe Josh Reynolds maybe that yeah, you that's avoid what I was because he will see Kyle like Kyle Fuller exactly. more, right? Yeah. So on that right side of the perimeter where Josh Reynolds lines up 55% of the time, the Bears have allowed the sixth most fantasy points over the course of the season and the single most fantasy points to that side of the season over the last four weeks. So he's obviously desperate, but if you're looking for high upside, he's a guy that you might want to put in your matchup, in, 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 your, in your lineup. Especially because Robert Woods draws that tough yeah. slot matchup. But yeah. I just feel like Robert Woods is still going to get it done somehow. Yeah. Yeah, he they always do. And, and Maybe is, a little matchup proof. And this is Sean Mavay we're talking about here, right? Like, he knows how to get his guys open, yeah. regardless. Um, He's like did you guys see that video of him, like, going Breaking through all down of the, the players? Defense, yeah. He's more than prepared for this game. <laughs> yeah, I think most coaches are prepared. He just vocalizes it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just, like, looks really I smart. saw all the comments on that video were like, oh, cool, he knows the defense. Yeah, like, oh, um, Mike Tomlin does that every week. I feel like all so. of those guys who say that, though, are like, okay, sure, but he doesn't He doesn't have the communication skills like he does. Give him credit for that, right? I mean, like... He won, like, Coach of the Year last year. Give the guy a break. Yeah, he's Let a him good, do his thing. Yeah, then I saw, like, a meme <laughs> with, like, everybody, like... Whenever, whenever uh, Sean Murphy does anything, everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah he's like, like McDreamy so, out like, there." People love him. Because Jeff funny. Fisher was so awful, he came in and just made it look so good. Exactly, and Jeff Fisher, like uh, everyone was, t- was talking about, like everybody, like Jeff Fisher forgetting 
that like somebody changed teams. Like he was game planning for for a team, and he mentioned some running back who was like on a different team. He's like, no, no, you're not playing him this week. And it was like a Friday. Um, <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, We're ready for the game tonight. Oh, and, and then someone put the gif of of uh, of Jeff Fisher like searching for the challenge flag. Did <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, like, he's, like, it's amazing. Challenge, like, in his pocket. <laughs> he's like, where's that challenge flag? Like, where did I put it? It's like, dude. Like, I, I want to see like a. Side to side comparison of like, did Sean McVay have that good like throw? Was that him who like threw the challenge flag like oh so gracefully? Because he's a god. He does everything great. So yes, he did throw the challenge flag Um, perfectly. How many uh, how many matchups we got? We didn't go for Broncos 49ers. We got some more. Woo! I know there's a top waiver pick in the 49ers. Let's skip through. Yeah. Broncos suck. Next. But wait, are you trying to stay away from Jared Goff? Uh, up and down depends who else you got. I think he's still. A... Are you gonna rather start jo- uh, James Winston or Jared Goff? <sighs> Don't ask oh me about James Winston because James Winston's like, do you want fifty points or zero? I'll like, start James Winston. Yeah. Are you right. starting Josh Allen? Allen. Oh, I would go Allen over Goff. Okay. Yeah, I'd go Allen. Yeah. Okay. It's funny because a lot of people who have Goff, Allen's gonna be sitting there on waivers. Right. One hundred percent. Are you starting Chicago defense? Mm, I, I actually streamed someone else where I had Chicago. Yeah, I, I think I if you too. have Chicago defense and you're looking at waivers and there's nothing available, you don't like. You, you don't panic. You don't panic and pick yeah, up like some bad defense. On it. You're just like yeah. you know what Chicago. Maybe they'll get some sacks. Maybe some interceptions. Keep me they afloat. lead the league in interceptions. Would you go Cowboys? Still? Cowboys at home against Philly, or would you go Bears? Well, I'm a Phillies fan, so I'm a little biased on that. So, so you, would you say yes or no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, no, like, because he, he I, in my him. heart of He's hearts, I think fan. that Carson Wentz and the Eagles are going to rally and just kick the Cowboys' ass to make it into the NFC. Really? Yeah. That's, I, a, I just, real, that's a real fan right there. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> skip that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we we'll talk about no, the Eagles' no, care no, turning back no, off. No, I swear to God, I will not be biased when we get there. Is anybody here starting Jordan Howard? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Just want to make sure because yeah, if you said yes, right. we would end this podcast right yeah. now. I'm gonna kick you out of my right. house. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Giants uh, in Washington. Obviously, you're starting Saquon Barkley. You're starting Odell Beckham. Uh, you're starting the Giants defense. Josh Norman isn't somebody we need to worry about. Yeah. Uh, the hey, Giants maybe. lost Landon Collins. I think that's a big hit for them. But yeah. But yeah, maybe they're going up against. Okay, right? Bears or Giants defense? Bears. I just can't trust anything in, in New York. I get that. Right now. Um, except for them being bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think Chris Thompson has, can have a bounce back game this week. He has a little bit of a desperate start. It could also be an Adrian Peterson game. 100%. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I think that line is all banged up. Um, he showed that juice, though. 90 on touchdown. Dude's like 40 years old. Plus, I mean, the last time AP went up against the Giants, we remember how that went. Dude, it's so funny. He went. He had the ninety-yard touchdown run, and he didn't go above hundred yards last week. Yeah, he got ninety-eight <laughs> yards total. So, I yeah. think he like lost a few yards, <laughs> like gained a few yeah. back, and then it was like that's it. <laughs> he really that that run saved his week, uh, fantasy wise. Yeah. Mean, and so the Giants, you know, when the Giants are not at home, they're giving up four point seven yards per carry. They don't have Snacks Harrison bottling up that middle anymore. And even though the, the Redskins line sucks, I think Peterson can still have an okay game this week, and they're not going to depend on Mark Sanchez. No, not at you all. You know what I mean? So, like, it's going to be all Peterson. Um, and when they do pass it, Sanchez can check it down to Chris Thompson like 10 times. I saw he was targeting Jamison Crowder a lot. Oh, yeah? It, that, that's an interesting one. Um, now, 
I think Chris Thompson is like a home run play. Like if you I think so too, especially that you lose Landon Collins to yeah. IR. You know, he would help that run exactly. that run defense. The, the Giants have already been giving up the second most receiving yards to running backs over the last four games. They um, were like that last year too. They were terrible they were, against receiving, they but yards. they've been okay for like the beginning of the season, and they they really let, they really let up. I'm not playing any of the other pass catchers for the Redskins. I'm not playing Jordan Reed. Not I'm not Jordan playing Josh Doxson. Um, I just can't trust any of them with Mark Sanchez. I'm not saying. playing Maurice Harris. I'm not. Nope. No. Uh, Stoney Shepard, not playing him either. He's been off the fantasy radar for a bit. Yeah. He's still 70% owned in Yahoo. I'm not sure why. He doesn't even have good matchups the rest of the way. Like, I'll just drop his ass and pick up like a handcuff or something. I did see Dunbar is out. Quentin Dunbar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know he does too. start in the slot. Yeah, but like if Colt McCoy was still the... Um, if Colt McCoy... I'm sorry. Whoa. Uh, like, he doesn't play the slot anyway. Quentin Dunbar, he plays on the outside. Oh, man, who was I thinking Most about? of the time. Stroman? Is Stroman? I'm thinking about Stoney Shepard. No, who, who plays the corner? Slot corner. I don't remember. I have it on my computer. I can't pull it up right now. Uh, yeah. But my laptop only yeah. has 6%, so if I want to record the rest of this, maybe I should stop it right now real quick and plug the charger in. Wait, yeah. Probably a good idea. We can entertain them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Okay, no, we're back. Um, I just have to plug my laptop in. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, sorry, Kira. You, no, you, you were saying something. Said, um, are you starting Evan Ingram in this match? Coming back off the injury? Yeah. No. No, he's coming off the injury, and uh, he's coming off the injury. Yeah. And he's been sucking anyway, so yeah. I'm not a big yeah. fan. Starting out? No, I'm kidding. No, I was literally almost hoping that Evan Ingram wasn't playing. Uh, his backup, that Rhett Ellison, has actually um, done okay. Yeah. Um, only OBJ has more targets than Ellison over the last two weeks. Um, that's against the Philly and the Philly and the, the Bears. Does that include totally Saquon too? What's that? That includes oh, Saquon. Well, maybe I guess that's that's all I have is that he has more targets than. Uh, I I don't know. I'm too trying to think of who. Well, even if even if it's not, I mean, it's not it's definitely it's not going to yeah. be Stoney Shepard. It's still it's yeah. still if he just was going to be an about, okay streamer. Yeah. I mean, okay, he's had if you, need, yeah. if you need somebody at like 14 team league or something like that, he might yeah. be a desperate start. Yeah. Um. So moving on to, I'm sorry, yeah. you want to talk about? No, I'm just saying, like moving on to whatever. To Denver, San Francisco. Um, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver two, starting Philip Lindsay. Starting Cortland Sutton. Yep. Uh, yep. Phil Lindsay is straight money this season. He's having an Ingram type of efficiency season with more touches. Um, Me and Kamara. What did I say? Ingram. Ingram. Oh, sorry. I meant Kamara with the efficiency. Uh, but yeah, like he he might have been the best waiver wire pickup this year, only because you got him in week one yeah. after week one and you've been using. Yeah, him I'm so angry at myself. <laughs> I I just rode the Royce Freeman train for so long, hoping right. that he was just gonna emerge I and saw, take over. Mm-hmm. I saw Lindsay available, Lindsay. but I'm like, you know, he's probably yeah. not gonna get that big of a role. Me too. I ignored too. him everywhere. But I think it was like the right call most of the time, right? Because you, yeah. f- you figure that this is a three man backfield. Um, I, I don't know where that's coming from. That's my phone. Oh, oh is your phone? Okay, you distracted <laughs> me. Um, I thought he was doing it. I thought I was doing it. <laughs> um, you know, it was a three-man backfield, and it still is a three-man backfield, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Phil Lindsay's still getting it done. He had 47% of snaps last week, and he still went over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Give him 45. He'll still do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really like Cortland Sutton this week, too. Um, the 49ers are allowing the league worst 19 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers, and I think he should be avoiding Richard Sherman. He will be avoiding Richard Sherman most of the time. He only plays on Sherman's side of the field 22% of the time, at least last yeah. week. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. So he, he should be just fine. If Richard Sherman moves to the other side, That'll be the first time he does it all year long. And he didn't do it when he played Devontae Adams. So he just no, watched, he he just watched Devontae Adams as he tore it up <laughs> on the other side of the field. Um, Devontae Adams had like more than 100 yards. In like, I yeah, think just watched in year. pure amazement. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, anyway. I mean, how um, about if you're a Breda owner last week? How confused were you about who Jeffrey Wilson Jr. was? Yeah, you're like, where's Breda? And you find out that he aggravated his My ankles in pregame Yeah, warm-ups. awful, um, awful. 
on yeah even like to just cue in random jeffrey wilson jr here uh he went to college at north texas he was on their practice squad and he's now probably the top waiver priority pick this week um his note to fantasy owners this week was if you want to win put wilson in so I thought yeah, that was funny. pretty funny. Wait, who, did he say that? He said that in an interview. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so fire no. Um, fire but yeah, bro. he's actually kind of intriguing this week. My um, name is Jeff. The Broncos do have a tough run. To- Who's that? <laughs> My name is Jeff. Oh. My name is Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his his matchup is fairly difficult though. The Broncos do have a tough rushing defense. Um, over the last six weeks, they're just allowing three point fifty five yards per carry and only one rushing touchdown over the last six weeks. Um, involvement in the passing game. But, yeah, that's where yeah. your interest is going to peak is that he has saw a team high of nine targets last week, caught eight receptions for 73 yards. Um, and over the last three weeks, the Broncos have allowed 23 receptions and 226 yards to running backs. Right. So. Now, Seattle has been terrible against pass-catching running backs, though. He caught eight, those, that eight of nine for 73 yeah, they, was yeah. against Seattle. Mm-hmm. And Seattle Correct. has given up the most receptions to running backs, the most receiving yards to running backs over the last four weeks. And that was more than any other team by 100 yards yeah. over the last four weeks. So I think another thing, too, is game plan because you didn't have Marquise Goodwin. You don't have Pierre Garçon. Who to give that ball to? This week you're kill. likely going to have uh, Marquise going back. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing is, like, it's a tough matchup, but the 49ers' run scheme and their offensive line is probably the best in the league when mm-hmm. it comes to creating yards for their running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think he should be okay. Like I don't expect him to average like yeah, 3.5 yards per walk. carry. I think he would average like 4.5 yards per carry or something like that, even against a tough Denver defense. Yeah. By the way, Denver has been – they were shitty in the beginning of the year when it comes to stopping the run, and mm-hmm. now they've kind of like flipped it back the up. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm okay starting him. Now, Are Kyle Shanahan can- doesn't really ride one guy. So it's going to be Alfred Morris, Matt Days, like one of the two. They're going to get like 40% of the snaps. Yeah. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Like he's not going to be a three-down back for the entire uh, game. Um, he's going to get spelled. So I wouldn't expect like 25 carries, 25. Mm-hmm. But he could Maybe see, like 12 to 15 touches or something I like would, that. I would, yeah. I would bet on a little bit more, maybe 15-plus yeah. in this okay. game. Uh, just because he's how involved in the pass game. He's probably the preferred pass catching option. Uh, so that that should, be, should bode well. Yeah. Um, for him, um, but the Broncos have given up, like you said, they've given given up a little bit, and yeah. ten, yard, ten yards per reception too, which is pretty high for yeah. a running back. That's like the highest in the league right now. <laughs> Getting a first down every time. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, I think he's a sneaky good rookie prospect. Now I'm not starting him this week. Uh, if you're super desperate, like a 14 team league, maybe because he's sliding into the Emmanuel Sanders role. Now there isn't enough volume in this offense to support two wide receivers passing volume. They're a run-first team, run-heavy team. Um, and he'll slide into that Sanders role. He's, Case Keenum does like to target the slot, which is why I think pick him up now just in case he sees eight targets. Um, because if that happens, it won't be a surprise because of how Case Keenum loves to target slot wide receivers this year, last year, even he was on a different team. He did have Thielen last year, but still. Um, he loved targeting whoever's in the slot. Um the 49ers, by the way, they've given up the second most fantasy points in the league to slot wide receivers. So we'll see. Maybe Deshaun Hamilton yeah. actually gets something done this week. Breaks out. Um, I like Dante Pettis if Marquise Goodwin was out. Yeah. Yeah, um, with Marquise Goodwin in, I don't know. I would definitely he's a tougher start. We don't know if Pettis was just kind of like taking Goodwin's role for a little right. bit or well, if Pettis really good... just has that chemistry with right. McMullins. And it could be a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that chemistry might be a little bit distributed now. That target yeah. target 
targets might be distributed a little bit more. Um, not as confident in him. I still think that both him and Marcus Goodwin are high upside flyers this week if you need it. Uh, I prefer Dante Pettis just because we've seen him get it done yep. uh, with him. I mean, Goodwin had, like, he caught 5 of 6 for, like, I don't know, 60 yards or something like that the game before the yeah. bye. Um, yeah. George Kittle is an absolute lock this yes. week. Um, the Broncos have given up 21 catches to tight ends over the last three games. George Kittle is the tight end um, four with just three touchdowns this year. So he, he's yeah, really just... That's amazing. I'm assuming in PPR. Yeah, he's just, yeah this yeah, is in PPR. Yeah. Um, he's really just blowing up over receptions and yards, and they're right. just using him a ton. Right. So I don't know if Dante Pettis is going to go back into the slot, you know, uh, with Goodwin back, or he might play on the other side. We'll see. Uh, but Chris Harris Jr. out for the season for Denver. That's a huge blow. To that defense, yeah. he was like the best, one of the best players on that yeah. in that secondary. That so one hurt. lost their wide receiver one and corner top corner. Yeah. I mean, I like Denver's defense this week against the 49ers, but without Chris Harris, they're a tougher start for me. Yeah, honestly, um, because we can see things happen for this 49ers offense. I think I feel like this happens every single week. You're like, oh, maybe I should start against the start a defense against the 49ers, but then you kind of see a. Path. And then Nick Mullins throws for over 400 yards. You're just like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck? yeah. Well, goes for 100 yards or something like that. So, anyway, so so so. I think we kind of went over everything mm-hmm. in that game. Uh, Anybody fantasy relevant? Cincinnati covered? at LA playing the Chargers. Um, like I said earlier, Chargers defense is top defensive stream for me this week. One of the top. I mm-hmm. like them. I like the Steelers. Uh, but struggles Bengals offense bound to give up turnovers um, this week. So I'm really not uh, worried about starting them this week. Yeah. Keenan Allen, great matchup this week against uh, Cincinnati. They've given up the 10th most fantasy points to slot wide receivers. He's been on a roll. Uh, 14, in my article, I write, he caught 14 of fucking 19 targets last week. Um, 19 it's targets. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's in fucking incredible. I mean, 14, and we saw this last year, right? Mm-hmm. There were a couple of like, Second 13, half stretch. 14 catch games. Yeah. It's like if you're in a PPR league, that's money right yeah, there. I hope you traded for Keenan Allen. I know you traded him away. Yep. But I did the I, same no, no, thing to my no, I, no, I, I didn't trade Keenan Allen. Oh, sorry. Then I'm so. thinking of my own self last year doing that. Right. I, was saying, I did the same I was thing right before he got real hot. I know? told everybody this year. By Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan I was in the same boat. I was like, Allen. get him yeah. while you can. Because he was getting the targets, but he wasn't getting the touchdowns. Yeah. Now his target volume went up, and he's getting some touchdowns. So uh, it's looking really I good. I think the Fire. real question in this matchup is going to be Eckler, Jackson, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, it's a big question mark there is how they're going to be um, sharing that backfield. Joey, please. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've heard stuff from the coach that Austin Eckler is a special teams player. We heard that he's getting worn down. Um, it... This could honestly be full systems go for Justin Jackson, but I think Austin Eckler is still going to be involved in the play. I think even if he does take a backseat, per se, to Justin Jackson, if you have Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler with Melvin Gordon had good games this season, right? Yeah. So now, let's say even Justin Jackson does start. Austin Eckler would see more work in that case if he was sharing it with Justin Jackson as to if he would if he was sharing it with Melvin Gordon. And if you're an Austin Eckler owner, and let's say Melvin Gordon is starting this game, then this is the one matchup where you're like, maybe I can take a flyer on Austin Eckler this game. You know, even if you Melvin Gordon is starting, you can be like, oh, maybe I can start Austin Eckler and he'll do something. He'll get a lucky touchdown or he'll be involved in the passing game or whatever it is. This is just too good of a matchup where they're going to let up big plays. I agree. And so in PPR, like, Eckler should be just fine. Uh, yeah, and my whole point is, like, even if Gordon was in, Austin Eckler would still be a flyer. He'd, he'd still be, be 
maybe except, flex. except now you except know now you share more time. exactly so now it's with Justin Jackson it kind of makes me feel more secure about starting Eckler even with what the coach is saying because he got a couple times this year he got the volume mm-hmm. and he didn't produce so yeah. now it's like it just makes sense like Justin Jackson is producing he, we'll pro- see. he, he produced more last week on less he produced double the amount of yards on half of the snaps we'll see the Lamar Miller effect on Austin Eckler right. less work more mm-hmm. right. results more exactly. yeah, efficiency so in a PPR I think Eckler has a safer floor than Justin Jackson yeah um, for sure I think the Chargers depend on their backfield in mm-hmm. the passing game more than any other team yes um, so I think Justin Jackson might even catch two three four balls that's likely too but I think Justin Jackson has more carries than Eckler this week. So mm-hmm. if you're in a standard league, I might prefer Justin Jackson. Yeah. If I'm a PPR, depending on what you're looking for, if you're looking for like a safe floor, I think Eckler is is a good play. And he has, we know he has upside, especially in this matchup. If you were on the waiver wire this week, who would you have picked up out of Austin Eckler, Jackson, or if Jeffrey I, Wilson Jr.? Well, on, on Tuesday night, I would have picked up Eckler. Right. Um, yeah, I think everybody would have for sure. Now, now that I'm looking at it now, maybe Justin Jackson, he might... If Justin Jackson... Justin Jackson can see 15 carries this week, right? I mean, they're playing the Bengals, right? So it's possible he... And then plus, if he sees two, three, four catches, that's almost 20 touches. But Eckler might only see those eight or eight catches yeah. or eight targets um, where his ceiling isn't as high. So, right. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think both of them are okay starts just because we know that how much the Chargers revolve around their running backs. And on top of that, it's a great matchup. So both can eat in this game. Uh, for sure. So, just just a for note, sure. uh, the Bengals have given up the most receiving touchdowns to running backs, the seventh most receiving yards to running backs, so Eckler should have room to work. Um, so I'm not worried about that. They've been run. The Cincinnati, is, they've been giving up the most rushing yards over the last four weeks and the second most all season long. So this is Yeah, a Bengals' matchup. defense is ugly. So, yeah, I mean, you're firing up Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, and their running yep. backs. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers... And the defense, Chargers defense. Yeah, I like Phillip Rivers. I, I mean, his his floor is relatively okay. His um, floor is... His floor is the ceiling. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, he doesn't have a, a yeah. huge ceiling. Especially in this 200 game. passing yards, two touchdowns, and yeah, still had, every single game. Yeah, he's yeah. had multiple touchdowns in every single game this season. Right, right, right. High floor. Um, Joe Mixon, only 14 touches last week. Um, not the type of usage you like to see. Gio Bernard played on 41% of snaps. Now, did Joe Mixon get hurt in the game last week, or was it in I practice? Know. I mean, it doesn't. no one knows. Like, no one knows when that happened. And the fact that Gio Bernard played on 41% of snaps last week and Mixon only had 14 touches. Mixon, and Bernard caught six of eight targets, too. Yeah. So he was involved, and we could see something similar this week, especially if the Bengals get down in this game. So not feeling Mixon, you know, like that much this mm-hmm. week. Uh, so, you know, if you have another option, like, would you rather play in a PPR? Would you rather play Mixon or Austin Eckler? Probably Mixon, right? Mixon, yeah. Just because that floor is there anyway. I had somebody yeah. ask me on yesterday if they would, if they should start Mixon or Mark Ingram this week. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I start Mark Ingram. I think so, too. I, that's what I, that's what I, think I, so too. I said, start Mark Ingram. I think better... Yeah, I mean, Ingram is involved in the passing game as well, so... Uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, number one wide receiver now for the Bengals out of the slot. Uh, Chargers have been got a good connection with Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, and but the Chargers have been the best team against slot wide receivers. Um, they've given them the least amount of fantasy points to the position. Yeah, but you know, is there anywhere else to go? I don't know. You know, Boyd is a risky play. I think 
he can potentially see volume, so I think he's still like a wide receiver three play in PPR. Um, but I'm looking for another option if I need some upside. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm not playing John Ross. He's pretty touchdown dependent. Tough matchup on the outside. And he was he was getting touchdowns with Dalton. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think we've covered everybody. Mike Williams, pretty desperate. Yeah, um, CJ Uzama. Desperate flyer, pretty, pretty I think. Pretty desperate, too. Yeah, and Tyrell Williams is back. Tyrell Williams is back. He's playing a full complement of snaps yeah. now. So Mike Williams is touchdown dependent. It's CJ Uzama, uh, yeah. he, he, he has a connection with Driscoll. Maybe too. that's where the targets go. Yeah. All right, moving on to Detroit at Arizona. Uh, David Johnson. He's been disappointed lately. He got two touchdowns vultured by him last week. Yeah, but I think David Johnson is still playing like 80%. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, those, those were fluky. I think those two touchdowns were It's not like they gave the, re- the goal line touches to Chase Evans. Mm-hmm. Those touchdowns were from like six yards out, eight yards out. Um, so, oh, no, eight yards out and like more than 10 yards out. So, like, it's not like he they gave away the goal line touchdown, the goal line touches to Chase Edmonds. You know, he just so happened to run those in. Right. Your, your mouth was on the floor as, like, a David Johnson. Or of like, course. really? Right. Twice now? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then he even got one taken back and was, like, given another chance to, like, oh, God, this is it. David exactly. Johnson will just we'll, yeah, we'll I, correct I remember, all that. I was watching wrong. NFL Red Zone, and I saw I have David Johnson on my team. So I see Chase Edmonds running it. I see a foul or whatever. He didn't make it, whatever the case. I'm like, oh, thank God David Johnson's going to come in. And then they just run it with Chase again. I'm right. just like, Are you he played 84% of snaps last week, so I'm not worried about you. And another thing with David Johnson is Christian Kirk out for the season. Yes. Um, could potentially see more pass volume. Yep, he should. And, I mean, I mean Todd Gurley, yeah. not that it's a good comparison. Well, it's not a bad comparison. David Johnson's a good player. But Ty Gurley tore up the Detroit Lions defense for right. 100, yeah. was it, 135 right. rushing yards or right. whatever it was. Detroit's gotten a little bit better because they, they actually got Snacks Harrison yeah. on, on defense. So. They've been playing much but, better lately. Yeah. Um, and the thing that sucks about David Johnson is, I mean, that was a top three pick. He's only topped 20 points in PPR twice right. this season. Oh, he's definitely been a letdown. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, but you're still, you're still, you're still, you're still, still starting rolling him, him out his, his no matter four, what. His floor is still high. Yeah. yeah. So he's still starting him. I mean, he could have had those two touchdowns last week. Yeah. And that um, could have been a whole other. Whole we'd be talking about fun. him. Yeah. We'd be like, oh, David Johnson bounced well, back, back after the bye. He's, <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> so you mentioned Christian Kirk being out for the season. Mm-hmm. I think that bodes well for Larry. Yeah, as for well. sure. Because um, Christian Kirk was getting decent work. He was. He was getting. He was averaging like seven targets a game. He was averaging like ten points a game at exactly. least. You know. So. Um, and that can move over to Larry David Johnson. Yep. Um, so, the Detroit Detroit has been bad against the slot as well, giving up the seventh most uh, fantasy points to slot wide receivers. But will he see Slay at all? I mean, I know Slay stays in the outside, so but will outside, they put him on man? Slay just hasn't been that yeah. good this year, though. You know, yeah. so I'm not really that worried, honestly. Matt Patricia also known for double teaming. Trying to take out the, the wide receiver, receiver one, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's so. Patriot way. Take out the, the best Patriot way. Patriot way. Get out of the house. Um, <laughs> is a super desperate start. Legarrette Blunt in PPR. Legarrette Blunt's a super desperate start. Touchdown dependent. Bruce Ellington is an okay play in a PPR. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson is going to be on Kenny Galladay for most of the time. Elton can see some extra targets. Um, his depth of targets very very low, so don't start him in standard league. Would you rather play Theo Riddick or Jalen Richard? Jalen Richard. Theoretic isn't getting a full complement of snaps. Like, he's playing a low amount of snaps right now mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. I think probably because he's not playing as much as many wide receiver snaps as he was a couple weeks ago because Bruce Longton's kind of come on. Right. Um, the Cardinals have actually held all but four opposing running backs to 32 yards or less receiving yards. Receiving, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
And I think that's what, that's what he averages anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's been, about his eight yeah. catches for thirty-two yards. Four, so exactly. Um, so Kenny Galladay, it's 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 interesting, right? Because you know that he's going to see volume, but it's just about what he does with it. Patrick Peterson, um, he's going to be mm-hmm. limited. His ceiling is limited this week. He can yeah. still see ten plus targets, but he's a little tough to bench because of his volume, his ability. But if you're looking for upside. Yeah. You might want to look elsewhere. I think he gets bumped down to like a wide receiver yeah. three this week. Than yeah. his normal I'm not wide trusting receiver. him. I mean, this is, puts a little wrench in my in my not trusting him. Um, Patrick Peterson doesn't move into the slot, and Galladay has slot rate has been um, 41% over the last two weeks. So he does go into the slot a little bit there. Yeah. Um, yeah he, if you have to start him, bit. there is some hope that hopefully he just avoids Patrick Peterson a right. little for at least a little less than half the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a risky start. For sure. In the playoffs, too, especially. Patrick Peterson shuts it down. He does. He's been playing really well this season. Um, Philly mm-hmm. in Dallas. Um, Amari Cooper. I wow, think, Amari hey, Cooper here. Wide receiver yeah. one. Great trade for Dallas. And at first we made this, the joke. I mean, you give up a first round for Amari Cooper, yep. what a bust. Right, you know? exactly. And he's just... I like the, I like the move. He's, he's averaging 84.8 yards on eight targets per game yeah. since joining the Cowboys. It's just so crazy what an impact Amari Cooper has made. I mean, even like... Obviously, he doesn't so play quickly. defense. He made but Dallas like, look like a competitor, and we weren't even really thinking about them, I feel like, before Amari Cooper. Their, their defense was good, but their offense was just This is the first time Jerry him. Jones has looked smart in like 10 years. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, eight receptions in the last two games. When you have eight receptions in two straight games, you've made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like. And that's then you legit. go against the Philadelphia defense, who has on like their six-string corner, no wherever the hell yeah, it they is. Have, they're like having wide receivers practicing at And corner. if you remember... Um, Earlier this season, Corey Davis had a huge game against, against Philly. Philly. So, and that was with when they still had healthier corners at that right. time. So, it kind of gives you hope if a guy like Corey Davis can go off, a guy like Amari Cooper can really go off. Yeah, he actually he played against the Eagles, right? He had six catches for seventy-five yards. Yes. So yeah. He was, he, and he was on the, ten targets. Too. Yeah. So, like they're looking for him, and you could absolutely take advantage of the corners right now. He's been getting the Philly. second most. Uh, Philly has been giving up the second most fantasy points to receivers on the yeah. outside. Yeah, and definitely I think a top that, 15 fight. And then that doesn't even, I feel like that doesn't even account for how bad they've been. No, yeah, <laughs> like, it's it looks, it's to watch that. it, it's, it's just worse. worse. Um, Zeke, you're starting, obviously. I think Zeke has a chance to be like the number one running back this week. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Last time he played the Eagles, he torched tore them. them up. Yeah, 19 rushing yards, 151 um, yards, touchdown. And this time it's in Dallas. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a tough matchup for, for Philly. The Colts um, just moved up Darius Fountain to their starting lineup. Oh, okay, so Zach Ertz news. is also... Uh, More useless information for you guys. Uh, what do you guys think about Dak Prescott this week? you think the upside is there for him? Against, Top against Philly? 10 QB. I think so too. Uh, Golden Tate has seen the most targets of any Eagles wide receiver over the last few weeks. Heavily utilized last week against Washington. He just caught them all this week. I think it's PPR. <laughs> Wide receiver three this week against Cowboys. Um, he did destroy them earlier this year, but he was on the Lions at the time. Uh, Cowboys have been relatively good against slot wide receivers, but I'm not trusting him. I still think he's a little bit of yeah. a desperate play. And Jeffrey is just completely out for me on this one. The Cowboys give the fewest points to PPR wide receiver. You know, and Byron Jones is going to yeah. see him most of the time. What about Carson Wentz? Uh, not comfortable starting. Not, him. not, not I'm not. Yeah, I'm not comfortable starting him. He did reemerge last week um, over having that slump. Um, you can't run on Dallas, really, so yeah. Wentz does have to throw the ball this game. Um, last time he played him, he had 360 yards for two touchdowns. In Philly. So that was Yeah, in Philly, so that was pretty good. This is They do have to win this game to 
to win Dallas the NFC defense East. Has really but shown up since then. Yeah, I mean, Dallas defense overall has just been really good. They've yet to allow an opponent more than two passing touchdowns. Wow. All, all year. They should go against Phil. So, do you, do you guys like Cowboys yeah. defense this week? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I it's still it, a divisional game. They're one of those options. Like later on, if they're still available and you need somebody this week, you kind of pick them up, right? Would you play Bears defense or Cowboys defense? I think we talked about that already. I think we did. Did we? It's it's still that. It's still that. Answer? I don't think we answered it. Like, I guess, don't know. Like, would you do it? And then like, remember and she was like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, you can't. I, like, I, can't, I, can't. I would. I would. I would. I would. I don't know. What I would. Do. I think I'll see, play Cowboys. I think I'll go Cowboys. Yeah, I can see that. Cowboys this week. I'm just not. I'd be talking myself in and out of it all right, week long, and then eventually I just make the ultimate decision. Right. I'd probably be like, you know what, in week, right. Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> yeah. in, in week 16 of last year, would you play Capri Bibbs or Samashe P. Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> would, would you play last year? Yeah, in week 16. <laughs> Capri, was I playing? Yeah, was I playing Bibbs? Maybe. If no, anything? you're not fucking doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the situation I was in. I started Bibbs over oh, P. Ryan because I overthought it too much and I lost. He yeah. lost by point two points and P. Ryan scored one more point than. Oh, good God. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's uh, just so yeah. crushing. Josh sorry, Adams, what do you guys think about him? That he's a hell no for me this hell week. Hell no. Yeah, he's a hell no. Not seeing any passes. I no, I love him, but you got to send him the, the Cowboys run defense. But I think they rank number four. I They're will say good. the Saints defense is very, very good against the run, and he's broke off a huge run against the Saints. Yeah. One huge run, though. One huge run, yes. No, I do love Josh Adams, but just this game, I really... I'm just saying yeah. there's always that. This is just a divisional game. There's always weird shit happening the in the division. And yeah, a big playability. No, the Saints are the only team better than the Cowboys to stop in the run this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really feeling him. Oh, so that means well, Josh Adams is going to do this. He's going to tear it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how things work. It's yeah. just like when Derrick Henry <laughs> ran for four touchdowns yeah. yesterday. I'm and... trying to find another option if I have Josh Adams, honestly. Uh, Pittsburgh in Oakland. Love Pittsburgh defense this week. They got one of the best pass rushes in the league. And Oakland has... One of the worst. Didn't we say something about the Kansas City Oakland game last week? And you said that the Kansas City defense was a good start. And I yes. said I had a bad feeling about yes. it. Yes. Oakland put up 33 points. They did. But Kansas City's defense isn't as good. As no, they're not as good. Yeah. No. Um, so that's why I think. But I don't know. I really like Kansas City's I mean, I, I, defense. I just remember that, and it was just the useless, more and useless. No, no, I agree with around. you. And I think, I think, I think the mentality was right. Like as far as like them getting to the quarterback. But didn't work out. Yeah. Um, no. And Jalen Rashard was just running all over them, and they couldn't they couldn't get the pass rush going because of it. Jalen Rashard had like ten yards per carry last week. Ridiculous. Um, ben Roethlisberger he hasn't had that those terrible home road splits that he's had over and, the years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He almost was consistently bad for years. Yeah, and like away. this year he's been consistent home yeah. away. So I feel like he's, that was like a safe spot. We'd be like, all right, Ben's away. Like you can't yeah, start like, him. And now he's like else. doing okay. Yeah, and like it's like even matchups like this. Great matchups like this. You get James Conner. I would say don't start more. Ben Roethlisberger, but I can't yeah. say that anymore. And I gotta hope that the Steelers don't play down to their opponents. Sometimes right. they do stupid things. Antonio Brown, you're starting him. Juju Smith-Schuster, you're starting him. Who would you? I mean, not that you're not starting both, but if you have to pick one, you're starting Juju Ooh. or Antonio Brown. AB. AB. Yeah. This week, yeah. Probably for touchdowns. Right? I mean, if you're in PPR, maybe it's closer. Yeah. But like in I mean, standard, you're obviously starting both. Obviously, starting both, yeah. but I'm saying, like, in terms of if you have both of them, you can only start one for right. whatever fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like stupid question for us. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so uh, Jalen Samuels, he'll likely be the 1A of the now running back tandem that he so eloquently described to yeah, the reporters. Yeah, the running back by committee. Or the idea. tight end tandem. Not, not, something that the, <laughs> tight not, end. not something that the Steelers are known to do. No, either. but we have seen it before. 
Like, we have seen a running back tandem when they don't have the guy. Uh, yeah. We saw it with... I don't remember who we, we, it was. I we mean, we've seen when, when James Conner, I think it was against the Panthers, he had a concussion. Yeah. Uh, he came out of the game, and we saw... I think it was a combination. Samuels. It was, it was yeah. Samuels. We did see a lot of Ridley. Yeah. Um, last year, week 17, it was all Ridley. Last week, it was all Ridley, too. I mean, I'm sorry. Last week, it was all Samuels. Samuels. Uh, yeah. You know, with, uh, with Connor out. Um, but we'll see. I think... It'll but be I've seen of such a... conflicting reports. I've seen uh, Samuels himself said that he'll get first crack, and then it'll, like, take turns with take drives. Turns. Yeah, exactly. And then I saw another report of Stephen Ridley basically saying, like, oh, he's going to get... He's going to start, and then, like, Samuels is going to come in. Yeah, Ridley and... was like, yeah, whether I get five carries or 20... Like I'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just tell me All right, which Jeremy one. Yeah. I, I feel I still consider Samuels an RB two this week. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good start, especially in PPR. He's pretty versatile, right? He rushes the ball, he catches the ball, even in limited time, like on the field. Like he'll get like four catches. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's yeah. very it bodes well for him. Yeah. Um, also, pretty cool is that he can be used in the tight end slot on Yahoo. Yes. Which is huge. Yeah, huge. you could have you could be having four starting running backs. You know. Yeah. Amazing. Imagine cool. this is this is just what really annoys me about this week. Let's say you barely made it into the playoffs, right? You're yeah. playing in a Yahoo league. Uh-huh. Your team's terrible. Your starting tight end is like Benjamin Watson, right. and like you have terrible running backs. Uh-huh. And then you pick up Jeff Wilson and Samuel and Samuels. You okay. can start Tam- Samuels as your tight end. Jeff yeah. Wilson is your second running back, uh-huh. and then your team is good. Right. And that's the exact situation I'm in right now. That sucks. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, that's the yeah, only person like, this, is, this, is, this is oddly specific. Like, yeah. This is so very specific. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Asking oh, for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jared, anyway. So another start, Jared Cook. I mean, it feels so iffy about it, but the but. Raiders, he's like the only potential opportunity of the Raiders putting out points, I think. Yeah. Um, he caught seven of eight targets for 100 yards last week. He can easily d- disappoint you because that's been the story of his career, but... He's a higher upside <laughs> play at a position that doesn't have a lot of that. The matchup isn't bad. They're likely going to be coming back in this game, so he'll be okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, Stephen Ridley, he's a desperate guy. Like You don't even know what his role is going to be. So if you're super, super desperate, he's like an RB3 start. He could carry it for like 30, he, 40 yards. But he could potentially become an RB2 this week yeah. in this matchup. I mean, I do have a really good feeling on the latter side of Vance <laughs> McDonald, yep. someone that's actually a tight end that you plug into your, into your lineup. Um, the Raiders give up the 11th most fantasy points per game to tight end. Um, but they're just, like, really particularly bad against tight ends. Um, almost in every category, like, points, uh, PPR points per target, completion rates, their yards per target and per reception targets as well. Um, they're they're just so much worse than everyone else in the league. Um, I mean, they've given up a touch on every eight targets. And Nobody is... else has less than nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 he could have a huge – McDonald could have a huge week. He's been averaging six, six targets yeah. over the last three games, even though he hasn't been great. Um, he, he has a good bounce-back spot. Yeah. And Ben's going to have to swing in this game. He has to, yeah. yeah. Um, does he? Well, I mean, he doesn't have to have to. But with Connor out, you figure he just does because yeah. he can't. Maybe they can't move know. the ball as well. It depends on how Maybe. well Samuels it's, it's plays. It's like they do well or not. Um, but against Oakland, I mean, Oakland's been terrible. Against, against the run. Except for last week versus Kansas City. I know, right? Decided <laughs> well, to show up. It's not to how to play. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so uh, let's see. Jalen Richard, you, he figures to be heavily involved once the Raiders get behind the fourth quarter. You're hoping for a high target share, but I know a lot of people are high on him this week. But keep in mind, Richard actually hasn't seen those heavy volume target numbers for a few weeks now. He was seeing like eight targets, nine targets, ten targets, a lot of games. But mm-hmm. over the last five weeks, he's only seen more than four targets once. 
Um, Steelers are also fourth best against running backs in giving up receiving yards. They've also allowed the second least receptions to running backs this season. So he's a start, but you have to temper expectations that he might not be that like catch up from behind like ten reception guy that he was earlier this season. Okay, uh, last game: uh, Minnesota at Seattle Monday night. Um, Dalvin Cook. I have, yeah, Ste- I have Stephen Diggs like going up this week, and this season has been a theme that like my Sunday night guy or my Monday night guy like I have the only guy left, and my guy comes through and gets me the W. So I think this week I'm feeling it's gonna get me that win. This week, um, so his matchup is pretty damn good this week against Seattle. They've been giving up the eighth most points to perimeter wide receivers over the year, the fourth most over the last four weeks. Um, Thielen actually has a pretty tough matchup on paper. Uh, Seattle, they've given up the least amount of fantasy points to slot wide receivers. They've eased up just a bit over the last four weeks, but it's still like, you know, it's still pretty bad. Um, there have been a handful of guys who did okay in the slot against the Seahawks. I'm not stressing the matchup too much. I'm not benching Adam Thielen or anything like that. Uh, but he has definitely let up. Thielen has let up his production over the last few weeks. But yeah. he had a 100-yard game two weeks ago. He should be okay. But just keep in mind, just temporary expectation, just a little bit on him. Dalvin Cook couldn't ask for a better matchup this week. I mean, he's been hard to trust, right? But Seattle has been pretty bad. Minnesota's offensive line has been bad. That's the reason why he didn't get... I don't think he had more than 10 carries in any game this year. Um, I th- like Latavius Murray had like a 20-plus carry game like once this season. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but as far as Seattle goes, they've been bad the whole year. Um, opposing running backs, 5.1 yards per carry. When the, this, when the Seahawks were at home, they give up 5.6 yards per carry. <laughs> so they've been playing worse at home <laughs> against running backs. Um, they've allowed the most receptions to running backs, the most receiving yards to running backs over the last four games. And like I mentioned... That's 100 yards more than any other team. So this kind of plays into Cook's skill set a little bit. Um, he has, I think he has serious upside this week in PPR especially. He's just hard to trust. Oh. right? 77% of snaps last week. And he's been okay last the three last four games. Yeah. So are you guys like, how do you guys feel, how do you guys feel about Cooks? Like, would you trust him in your lineup in the playoffs this week? Devin Cook? Yes, the Seahawks. I definitely trust him. I think he's a running back one this week. Running back one this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Seattle's getting torched, and especially in those like passing down. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Think so he saw limited work last week, but what the Vikings saw was something yeah. good. And I think they're going to try to seven percent of snaps still. Just not good. Didn't get the touches. Yeah. Yeah. But so maybe so they'll yeah, try to lean on him up a little bit more. Yeah. What do you guys think about Russell Wilson this week? Tough matchup. Tough matchup, but it's still startable. The, Ra- the Vikings haven't done anything lately to make me, like... He okay, is, uh, okay. is Rhodes okay from last week? I think so. Okay. I think he's playing. Now, he, I think he alternated series yeah. last week. Okay. So he didn't play every series, but he Yeah, he was all- limited. Yeah, he was limited, yeah. So he might play a little bit more this week. Uh, Chris Carson, tough matchup this week against the Vikings. He might yeah. still see 15 carries because that's what the Seahawks do. He's still a, I think he's a sit for me, yeah. Carson. Yeah, you, I'm looking for another option, yeah. if possible. That's the first time this season. I was yeah, Rashad Penny got a little more. Yeah, you've been such a Chris Carson truther. Yeah, I mean he's been good, man. He's been good. <laughs> that's, that, that sounds like a truther. He's been good, man. Yeah, um, he's been no, really, really good. Just trust him. He's been good. He's gonna, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna go no. off. But not this week. I'm not feeling <laughs> him at all. They've been giving up 3.7 yards per carry, so I'm not feeling that. Kyle Rudolph, sitting him. He hasn't come through yeah. this week. Tough matchup. Not depending on him. Kirk Cousins. I'm not depending on him either. Seven eight point games this year. Yeah, you either get superstar Kirk Cousins or you get complete dud Kirk Cousins. He only went over twenty points in standard QB scoring for twice in the last eight games. So nice. yikes! Nice. He yeah. started off good. 
started off good, but you know. And unless he plays the Packers, the he can't really matchups. do much. Um, but yeah, that's all even, we got. Anybody I mean, else even like uh, Tyler Lockett is someone that I would also temper expectations on yes. this week because he is going up against Rhodes. Yeah. On. Um, he does. I mean, he has been. Like, he's just been getting a touchdown like every so single consistent, game. So consistent. So <laughs> consistent. I don't even know what to but do with. I dropped him. Do you him. expect him to like, get one here? I right? drafted him. Right, Con- expecting him to have a bigger role, and he yeah. did, no doubt. He's like the number one wide receiver in the offense right now, but he doesn't get the targets. And yeah. I dropped him even after getting like five touchdowns in six weeks. But I'm like, he can't hold this up. Yeah, I he's like the, he's not somebody. as good as Will Fuller last year, but it was like the debate of like, is Will Fuller gonna like stop getting yeah. touchdowns? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And he just keeps getting them every week. I-, I think the thing with Russell Wilson is like he feeds one long touchdown to Lockett. He's like, all right, he's good. Look somewhere else. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Last year he literally had last week he literally had one catch for fifty yards and a touchdown. So yeah, and Doug Baldwin, I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm and done with Doug. Re injured, new injury. Yeah. I'm not feeling that at all, at all. So this was great. It was a long podcast. Yeah, we went sorry everything, about that. But it's okay because yeah. this is week fourteen. It's an important week. It's important that we go through everybody. Uh, if you if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, DM me on Instagram if you made it this far. Uh, <laughs> you made a free T-shirt. Yeah, or something because like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is pretty good. But yeah, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Go leave a review. Thanks, Joey. Hey, good luck in your playoffs. This was yeah. Good luck in your playoffs. Um, if you have any questions, you can go on Instagram, ask those yeah. questions. Uh, Joey, I actually, I actually made an Instagram. Did you? Account. If they want to follow me, yeah. Fantasy. Yeah, it's uh, at, fa- well, it'd be fantasy football, but it's spelled P H A N T A S Y underscore F O O T B A 1 1. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like fantasy football. I'm from the Philly area, so um, that's what the PH comes from. Okay. Got it. And, and, and Joey. Yeah, sorry. I Joey know. That was fantasy. probably really, yeah. If you could follow. Joey at fantasy.football.analyst. Go check him out on Instagram. I'm at Upper Hand Fantasy. Thank you so much for listening. If you could give this podcast a five star or whatever star, high star. Give us six comment, stars. Why stop at five? Why stop at five stars? I mean, give us six. Give us six if you can. Uh, not if it's out of 10, though. Yeah. Um, Make a new account. Review it again. Five stars. <laughs> uh, if you can uh, subscribe to the podcast, too, that would be awesome. Oh, and uh, can I add one thing at the end? Of course. If you guys want to attend any games this year, use my CQ code FF Analyst. What is that? Twenty percent off. Twenty dollars off. Twenty dollars off. That's yeah. better. Amazing. Good. There you go. Why Figure did you whisper that? Why did I whisper that? Yeah. He wanted to whisper a sweet nothing into uh, yeah, yeah, the that listeners. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it catches their attention. Yeah. No. <laughs> I thought he was asking someone to go to to a game with him. Initially, and I'm broke. And I'm broke. Please do it. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, that outro was super long. You have outro music or no? Ooh. I don't think you prepared. All right, thank uh, you guys. Fuck. Take it easy. Really appreciate. Next you week. See ya. Ooh. How long was that? Uh, it's <laughs> I can't like two hours yeah. or but I mean, when you go over. Every-